welcome to episode 23 of the Gold Card Podcast. My name is Vince Colotti at Gelati LOL, and with me tonight, as usual, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hi. He's on. Calvin's on remote for us this week. Yeah, I'll be leaving in like 45 minutes. So. He's doing. He's yeah. doing research and development, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have Chris Chung at Prime Time. Hello, hello. Uh, same with Calvin. I won't be able to join the full game or uh, full full show, but I'm glad I made it for this part at least. Yeah, so we've had uh, we've had a bit of a, a rough couple weeks scheduling, but uh, we are hopefully going to be getting back at least some sort of semblance of schedule and and being able to get thing get everybody on for the whole duration of the show and getting back into the swing of things a little bit as the season rounds up here. But we wanted to open this show before we get into. What are we on? Like we have all disjointed weeks, right? It's like seven, eight, nine, ten, all different regions. But yeah, seven and nine. Seven and nine. We get into the slate. We had some listener questions, and one in particular that I found really, really fun. And I haven't had one of these conversations in a while, so we're going to dive a little bit deep on who we think are our regional super teams. So it's at at Roberts Give forty nine. Yeah, give them the real scenario so, about what happened. Here. So at Roberts forty nine. Asked, uh, asked us, what's the best team you can make in each region? So my first thought was thinking back like to Summoners, uh, Summoning Insight with Thorin, where he always used to pose the question, aliens are invading Earth. You have to pick one team, you have to build a super team from players in each region to beat, super, to beat this alien super team that is built to play League of Legends, or the Earth's going to be obliterated. And we'll treat this like Rift Rival style, right? Where each region has their own representative, and then the alien region is just the heavy, heavy favorite to win. So who is the team that you would construct with the human race on the line? Nobody better say Jack Troll. No Jack Trolling allowed here. No Jack Trolling allowed here, okay? We're not going full morbid on this. We're going to have fun with this one, all right? So who wants to open up? Let me start this off. I got I because I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I was I was doing research for hours. I had books out on the table. I had a journal in front of me. I was taking <laughs> notes. I looked over the statistics. I put down uh, a lot of statistics. I was comparing them. A lot of them were razor thin. So I'll start with the easiest uh, ones that I think are probably the easiest. Which I think you have to make. I did the LEC, and uh, I think you have to make capture mid laner. I think that was that one was fairly straightforward. I think I just looked at uh, this by the way, and uh, I think you're for your jungler. I, I do think you want Yankos. It's pretty close. Uh, you could argue, or you could argue for Broxa maybe, but I think I would go with Yankos personally. Um, in the top lane, I had to go with Wonder. I think I think Wonder's been playing the best of all the top laners in the LEC for sure. Already has some, going. some synergy with Yankos and Caps. And uh, <laughs> and for the bot lane... Keep it together, was, Calvin. some razor-thin margins in the bot lane, and I went with Perks and Mickey X for my bot lane. Um, so so the, the, the truth is, though, I actually think this is 100% true, and not because necessarily that these guys are the best individual players in, the, like, in their position. Like, I think Kabe's probably better than Perks as far as just being like a straight 80 carry goes. But like the flexibility that Perks gives you being able to play all the mid laners in the bot lane yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and the fact that they already have synergy together, 
Like, obviously, I was trolling. I think it's pretty easy. I think G2 literally is the best team you can put together from all the players that are in the LEC. There's an um, argument for G2 being one of the best possible assemblies of players you could do, like, on the planet Earth. So, yeah. And, <laughs> like, and a lot of that has LEC. to do with, like... A lot of that does have to do with, like, how they interact with each other and how their, like, wild champion pools interact with each other. Like, I think you can make an argument that Brox is a better jungler than Yankos, and you can make an argument that there's some 80 carries that are better than Perks. <clears throat> like, I think Reckless or Upset or Kabe could all have oh, arguments for being better, like, yeah, better pure 80 carries than Perks. But the fact that, like, the way that they work together, the fact that they can lane swap all over the place, the fact that they can play, like, three or four different kinds of styles, yeah, I think for the LEC it's just G2. I don't think I disagree with you on any of these, actually. <laughs> like that's, I think the only argument, in my opinion, the only argument is is perks, and I wouldn't want to disrupt this bot lane. Yeah, if you're doing like just pure skill at their position, I still think it's at least like at the worst, it's three out of five G two, and it's probably at least four out of five G two. Yeah. Even if you're just doing like how good they are just at their position, and perks is the one like you say that maybe you could get rid of if you were just doing their pure skill at their position, but. I just think he fits too well with what these guys are doing, especially the champion pools. Uh, one other thing I meant to mention, uh, assume no language barriers, because I know that's going to be a factor. Uh, just assume we have universal translators and everything is perfect. Right? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have that, and then we have, um, yeah, just universal. So uh, who wants to go? So that's the LEC Seaver team. I, I, I totally agree with that. Does anybody disagree with that? Cause nope. I'm just disagreeing with John's like preparation time. Yeah. <laughs> all night to do that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was I was up all night, man. He toiled over this. <laughs> you know how thin the margins were on this. <laughs> you were probably preparing while you were on the show. I should have gave you something that wasn't the LEC. <laughs> I knew Actually, about the question last week. I was preparing. I'm no, you know what I should have said. I should have I should have had all of us say the LEC at the same exact time to see if we all just spat out G two. Like that's what. Wait, since Vitality just won, aren't they the best? Oh my god, please stop. <laughs> stop. I have. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's do... Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Uh, so the LEC, or the LCK is is really challenging because you have a lot of... First of all, the region's like crazy right now. I don't know if anyone's been watching the LCK. Like everyone's beating everybody. Like it's To me, it's like legitimately like a top seven and a bottom three and... Like, you could maybe make, like, micro-tiers in between there. But, like, honestly, the top five teams, I think any of them can beat anybody. And it's really crazy right now. Oh, that's the other angle to this. Assume Universal Translator and assume it's right now, like, tonight. You have to yeah. pick a team for, like, four hours from now. Like, little prep t- like prep time and yeah. everything. You just need players, right? So, for the LEC... So, yeah, I keep saying LEC. So, for the LCK, I came up with Keen for the top lane. From Afrika, I think he's just playing out of his mind right now. And Afrika are doing a lot of really crazy things, like much in the like in the vein of Fun Plus Phoenix, where like they have obvious glaring weaknesses and they're just overcoming them. Sometimes with adaptation, sometimes with just like you know raw power, right? Uh, I think Keen. I think the other nominee for this is probably like at the current moment, Khan is is has been playing really really well. You can make an argument for Nogari too, but. I think Nogari is a little too feast or famine that I don't know if I'd want the world on the line with it in his hands right now. So uh, for jungle, I went with Tarzan. Uh, dude's just good. Like I don't, I don't, he's always at the right place at the right time. Uh, he doesn't need his lanes to be doing well, but you know, K 
can punish when his lanes are doing well better than anybody. For my money, he's probably the best jungle on Earth. Maybe Karsa is better. Uh, I think that's a very reasonable argument. He's yeah. underrated in that regard. Like who? So yeah, like I'm not, in the middle of this, I'll just like pose this question to you guys. Like who? Who's a better jungler than Tarzan? Like in your opinion, any region? Carson. Yeah, I mean, Karsa Karsa might be my number one jungler. Yeah, Karsa's yeah, really really good. Uh, Tarzan's right up there. I thought we were talking Tarzan, but yes, Karsa. All right, so you guys think Karsa? I, I I mean, I could see either. I think I think Karsa is really the only one that's like in maybe. Because it's so easy to say, like, at their peak, you could say plenty of other ones. You could say On Fleek. You could say... Uh, Ning, when he's playing his best. Ning, when he's playing right. well. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's Tarzan and Karsa. Yeah, just the two of them are Tarzan so consistent. And hmm. I, hmm, Go for maybe it. I'm a victim of re, uh, recency bias, but I would think that Broxa and Tarzan are around the same tier. I don't know. Broxa's, I think Brox is exceptional, too. I think Brox and Yankos are very good. I think... Is there an NA Smithy, jungler on the list? Smithy's a real player. <laughs> Smithy's pretty good, but like, Smithy, I, not, I don't think he's a lower tier of good. Lower tier of good. Yeah, I don't think he's the same level as these guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I went the mid the mid lane the LCK is so difficult. Mid lane and top lane are so challenging in this region because the solo lane talent is ridiculous. I went with Faker. I know total cop out answer, but. I mean, it's, guys, it's, he's he's Wayne Gretzky. It's the Wayne Gretzky of League of Legends, and he happens to be playing pretty damn well right now. So, and he's clutch as hell. He has a history of it. The guy always shows up in big games. So I want him on the rift against Alien Invaders, right? And for the bot lane, I I think the bot lane we're all doing this. Maybe maybe Calvin's not going to for the LPL, but we all are keeping a bot lane that we like intact. Like, we're not picking an AD carry and picking a support. I kind of like that we all have the same concept of roster construction. Like, so I went with Defton Tucson. I know the numbers don't support it necessarily, but Defton Tucson are the best bot lane in the world, I think. Like, any region. That's a very strong team. Like, looking mm-hmm. at that LCK team right there, that's that is a monster of a team. Yeah. I, I just think, like, I don't know. Again, like, the metrics don't, the metrics don't say it, but if you just, like, watch Defton Tucson play, the amount of times that they get counterpicked and then they win the lane anyway. Like, not just, like, survive, like, win the lane. Like, they are now the bullies. It's, it blows my mind. They do it probably once a series. They do it very frequently against the bad teams because the bad teams always try to counterpick bot and it just doesn't matter. And, yeah, they're they're unbelievable. The, t- the two of them, it's kind of crazy to think about the two of them have had the careers that they've had and haven't been a lane. Because they, I mean, Deft and Tucson have both had really, really long careers. Tucson's been around for a long time. I don't think people realize. Everybody knows Def's been around for a while, but yeah, I, the two of them are exceptional, and I would take this team over. I think anybody. If we had to build like a, a team for the whole world, I would probably take this team. Legit. Ooh. Try to think of who nah. else I would make an. Ex- I would the shy probably for Keen maybe. Shy man. All right, and you're right. All right, you're right about Naguri. I, the first thing that came to mind was Naguri, but we need to see more. Yeah, he's young yeah. and he's too. He's, yeah, he's and this is really alien for the face of the for the face of humanity. Like I don't know if I'm putting a uh, near rookie there. <laughs> That'd be like saying you're gonna put who you're gonna put Hooney in like three years yeah. ago. <laughs> as good as he was, as good as he was, but think no. So Nogari and, and Hooney are like the exact same player to me. I think he's a little more well rounded, but like think about Hooney in like when he was playing really really well when he went back to SKT. 
Like, the, he dominated Europe, went back to SKT, got tamed down a little bit, and then, like, was still really, really good and still, like, himself, right? Think, like, P. Cooney, and it looks an awful lot like Nogari, right? Anyway. Huh. Cal, you took the LPL. What do you got for us? All right. So my reasoning uh, with this is I love guys who love to engage. I love soul laners who are just insanely good, and that's what the LPL brings. So I'm going to start with a top laner and the best top laner in the world, the Shy. And hands like really, there's really no one else like that can really compete with him. Like he, his CS Ooh, difference is insane. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I yeah, think so. he, I think I, I would give you he's the best, but I think there's people that could compete. Um, uh, second jungler we talked about him was Carsa. Um, we all are in agreement on that. Mid laner for the LPL, uh, doing B. Um, there we I go. I like that. Move. I like that. I like the There we go. So we're talking about right now, and my bot lane. Oh, you guys get to be. You guys gotta love this. My bot lane is gonna. You guys gonna think it's Ming and Uzi, but it's gonna consist of Mystic and Crisp. Mystic, that is spicy. I do think Mystic has been has been rulering over there in the LPL. Yeah, big time. You're totally right. That's that's. I've never seen a guy just carry a team so hard, and I mean they win, but and lose. It's just so upsetting. But Mystic's just making outplays. He's just engaging. He's sitting in the back lines, just firing. And he's just always ahead in, you know, in his lane. And Chris, I like his – him and LWX are actually really good. Even though, like, they plays a funnel doing B, when LWX has a carry, you see Chris plays, like, a lot of, uh, you know, engaged camps. And, you know, his pike is insanely good too. So I'd rather prefer, like, guys who just goes balls to the wall, <laughs> engage, 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 sets their teams up for team fights, and – that's how you beat the aliens. You know what I mean? I dig it. Yeah, you got to throw them off their game, right? Yeah. <laughs> are the aliens going to play, like, technique perfect? Or are they going to be, like, G2 just wiling out on people? Like, we don't know. Yeah. That doesn't seem very alien style, right? It's going to be more calculated or whatever. I, I, I like the right. Mystic Chris choice. I think that's cool. And you're the you're the only person that broke up a bottom lane, which I think yeah. is... There's a lot and of you have to if you're going to put Mystic in there. Like, yeah. you don't want WE supports, no matter who they're no. playing. I also think the ADCs in LPLs are pretty good. Like, yeah, uh, Gal has been really well. Zong Wuji has been just literally like he's just so good too. You're like, being biased based on this morning, man. Come on, no, no, it's not this morning. I think every single like this entire year I've talked like highly about him. And then the funny thing is, is I don't know. He's just he, I mean he's just really good. Like you got Uzi, you got Jackie Love. LWX, SMLZ has been playing really well. As, if you, you say know, Imp, I'm going to punch you through this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Imp. Imp. Yeah. No. Here's, a, here's a question about your list, though, for everybody, which is if we put Doinby on that list, which I don't necessarily have an argument against. I think Doinby's playing fantastic. Does that make Doinby the best mid laner in the world? Like, I don't think there's a better Ooh. mid laner anywhere else. <sighs> Maybe Faker? Faker. Faker. Chovy. Like, like, is right Faker now, better than Rookie? I don't know. I think Rookie's better than Faker. If you put Doinby over Rookie... Right now, do I think Doinby is better than both of them. Like, playing right now, but I think at the end of the career, I think Rookie... It's going to be Faker, Rookie, and then I think I'll put Doing B top four, top five for sure. For, for my money, Faker and, and Rookie are the two best yeah. to ever play the position. You would put Rookie. Like ever. Rookie. Faker, Rookie, and then I think Doing B will be top five for sure. But if you're talking about how they're playing right now, I think Doing B with this pool, uh, pool of uh, champions right now and just I guess the way the team sets up, it, it, he shines you know brighter than anyone else, but – I think he's still mechanically like great. So I just want to argue with that. I want to see Dwayne B with just like good players on his team. 
Like, he, yeah. I mean, by the way, by the way, we're finally seeing that this season, and we're seeing yeah. the result of it, right? Like, but like one one of the things, like the it's like a subtopic that we we could like go into about this. Like, we could use this to transition or whatever. Is like Fun Plus Phoenix. Like, the reason they're like running roughshod over the LPL right now is that Gimgoon's been an absolute machine this season. He's gotten he, he's playing out of his. He he's one of the best players in the LPL this season. Any position. And I, I mean, if you looked at last season, he was probably like the quote unquote weak link on this team. Not that he was a bad player, but like, and the bottom lane's just been lights out. Like the, that whole team is just playing on another level right now. They're like super fun to watch. I like this lineup. I like the mix up of Mystic and Chris. I mean, you could make it argue for LWX in this spot too, but. Oh yeah, 100%. I do like the 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 whole idea of Doinbee being the fearless leader in the in the wake of alien invaders. Like Doinbee's <laughs> yeah. going to look him right in the eye and like, you know, take the fight to him. He ain't going to be scared as shit. Like that's it's just his personality. So, I dig that too. The leadership angle. All right, Chris. All right. So, <laughs> I need all of you to carry because the aliens will will destroy this. So it doesn't matter what <laughs> I put the list together or if we're throwing a whole Echo Fox at them. <laughs> but we're doing our best. There is still a ray of hope and that starts naturally with the ADC double lift. Come on. Yeah, there's just there's no argument there. Uh, I couldn't figure out who I would put closest to double lift, honestly. And so, deservingly, even if, he, if there is someone that's close, uh, it's still double lift that will beat him out. Yeah, is there an eighty carry? Like, do any of us think there's an eighty carry that's better than him? Because I know. I mean, I'm trying to. I was trying to think if there's an eighty carry like in his stratosphere. No, like, if there's an eighty carry in, in North America that's around him anywhere. I don't think so. Nope. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that's like even close. Correct, and so that made my choice easy. He will give. He will give uh, our North American team some hope. And of course, that will have to go with Core JJ. He just came in this year, and he's already looking like one of the best support, if not the best. Um. Also trying to think of a different support, and I couldn't Nobody. come up with. Just couldn't come up with one. Um, it used to be Afro move, but now <laughs> used, maybe Smoothie last year, but this year nobody's close. Nobody's yeah. close. Biofrost has been playing well, but like nobody's in in Core JJ's. Yeah, the the two of them are like both two full. Like I would say, like two full tiers better than like the next best player at their position. Absolutely, which makes them together just insane. So. Absolutely agree with that. So those those choices were easy. Then we head over to mid lane, and I'm going to give the edge to Bjergsen, even though he's not looking great right now. Overall, his body of work, if you put him in a different team, he's one of the best mid laner of North America. Um, others that might be in consideration are Niski and Power of Evil, but I need to see more. Yeah, mid is where North America has some battles, and top. I just realized I left out my boy Crown, but that's okay. Um, we're no, uh, I think some argument could be made, but I doubt uh, it in the body of work. Now, jungle is where it's come a little bit fun for me. It's the argument between Xmithy and Svenskirin. Um I'd agree with that. Right now, I would think Xmithy. I would give him the edge. He's growing. That's where I like to see um, that because he, he is a veteran, but he's still growing. So I always love to see that, and I would put him with more confidence when, you know, aliens... Push and shove. Maybe he can take down one of them. Top lane is fun. Um, I think Viper has the most potential, but I'm going to give it to Licorice. Um, we don't. We're not seeing the best of Licorice right now. He's injured, um, but when he is healthy, 
I just think that um, he's a, a tier above. I wouldn't say he's far in a way a mile above everyone else. I think there is others that are catching up to him. Like I mentioned, Viper, I want to see more from Ruin. I think Impact is in that conversation. But overall, it's licorice. Uh, when he's healthy, I would want him uh, to defend the world. I'm glad you brought up Viper because I actually think there's a pretty reasonable argument that Viper is the best top laner in the LE, in the LCS right now. I think the only knock against that is that we don't really know if Viper can play tanks at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Impact is pretty good on carries and very good on tanks. Viper is very good on carries, but we don't really know if he can play tanks. But I think there's an argument to be made that Viper is the best top laner in the league, which is crazy. I mean, think of it this way too: is like if if you had to give out give out like an actual MVP, like. MVP gets misunderstood all the time. Like when I when I say MVP, I mean actual most valuable player to their team. Like without that player, is the team that much worse? Like that's what I mean when I say MVP. Not like league MVP, like they usually do for like whatever sports. Like not the best player in the league or the best player this season. Who is the most valuable player to their team? It's probably Viper. Yeah, it really might be Viper. Like yep. to, to me, it's Nisky, Viper maybe. or Viper and Nisky. To me, it's Crown. Viper. To me, it's Viper uh, or Crown, probably. Yeah. Maybe Doublelift, just because he's so, so good, but... Yeah, I think you could put anybody in Doublelift spot, and that team would still be good. Yeah, I don't know they would still be good. Prohibitive champion, like, prohibitive favorites, but they'd still probably be, like, a championship contender with, like, QQ as their AD carry. Yeah, so, like, maybe maybe not maybe not Doublelift just because of the situation he's in, but, like... I think Crown and, and Viper is a pretty good argument. Because yeah, the teams... I don't want to say the teams are nothing without them. Fly, FlyQuest, that might be the case. Which, it, it kind of hurts my soul to say after seeing the spring <laughs> season, but... I mean, really, like, have they won a game this this split? Like, in the summer split, have they won a game that wasn't just on his back? Not maybe, many. Maybe one or two. Not maybe many. one. Yeah. And in the games they've been losing, he's been, like, trying to... Like, trying to carry games. Yeah, it's he's kind of in, like... Again, it hates. I hate to say it, but he's kind of in like a Teddy on Jenner situation where it's like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win the game by himself, they lose. Like, that's... wait till they get Han Sama next season, baby. Ooh, FlyQuest Han Sama with Wadid. So, who? Which of these lineups is the actual best? You guys think? Like, yeah, that that one's really tough. Right now, I feel bad because the the NALCS is. I actually think that NALCS lineup is competitive. Like, that's fine. Mm. Are we we're with, talking about right now who would win if yeah. this tournament started today? Yeah, the aliens, uh, the alien, the aliens decided to go home. Uh, they had visa issues, so G two would win. G two, dude, I think it'd be G two, man. Like I, <laughs> or G two, it, it could be LPL or LCK. Like those lineups are so good, but yeah. like I think if they had to play right now, it'd be G two. They've mostly because they've all playing. played together. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a way to phrase that where it's like, okay, like pretend G two aren't a team that's playing together. Just like look at the players. <laughs> but even you then, like that's that the thing. Way. Like even then, they're still like good. Like they could win that. If you do it that way, I think, I think I might give it to either the LPL or the LCK. I'd have to think that out. I think if you're looking like, purely individuals, it's probably the if LCK. the LEC players all just met today and like had no prior background experience or coaching or whatever, then I think it's probably like it might be the LCK. It's probably the LCK. Cause I and I like this LPL lineup, but just like the individuals on the LCK are just ridiculous. It's definitely between. I think it's between those two if they've yeah. never met. Before. Which but which really it, is, it makes sense when you think about it too. Just like the size of the servers and history and all that. So yeah, I don't know. That's always a fun question. I like that one. Uh, 
we could always do this like the end of the year too, like build your world super team or build the all rookie team. That's always a fun one too. Maybe we'll have to do that another time. Uh, do we want to take another question? We want to go right into the slate. I'll leave it up to you guys. We can bank these. we yeah. can bank these for next week too. So I, Roberts gave us a bunch of really good questions, but a lot of these are pretty in depth. So I think we actually answered this one too. We'll leave it at there for now. We'll just go right into the slate. Where are we going to start this week, guys? Let's see. Where have we never started? LCS. Okay, let's start with the LCS. Right, we'll start with the LCS this week. So, they usually get the least time because we're all ready to get off the, the yeah. call by the time we get to LCS. I also think that, uh, yeah, we never do them first because we try to get the stuff out so that they get it in the morning for the uh, Eastern matches. But let's do the LCS first just to mix things up here. So uh, I have... I had, let me see if I can find it. Uh, the playoff picture for the LCS. Ooh, it's a, it's a sketchy one, my friend. So, uh, you guys went into this a lot. Uh, if if nobody if nobody checked it out, but uh, uh, Chris and John did a show on Chris's channel the other night or last night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the LCS regions and like the playoff scenarios and all that. And if I would highly recommend checking that out. I'll if you guys shoot me a link, I'll put a link in the show notes for it. We were mostly just talking about how Vitality was going to beat G2 this morning. <laughs> yep, and I got a ticket off of that, but everything else I just broke. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the playoff situation in the LCS is as follows. Uh, Liquid, CLG, and Cloud9 have all clinched playoffs. They're now just battling for seeding. Uh, they're one win apart, and they cannot be knocked out of playoffs at this point with one week to go, even if they if all three of them lost out. Uh, they kept, they could not be eliminated. So mathematically, they're in. It's just a matter of seeding at this point. So after that, we have FlyQuest and Echo Fox, who are out mathematically uh, in ninth and 10th. Clutch, 100 Thieves, Optic, Golden Guardians, and TSM are the other five teams. Now, I don't know if you guys have gone through all the different scenarios and whatnot. I know, John, this is like usually your your forte, your cup of tea. Have you, have you dove into this at all? I haven't looked at every scenario. I just gave all the games results that I thought they would have to see where the teams would end up. And the, the, when I did that, four teams ended up on eight and ten. And I'm not even sure how they go about hmm. doing a tiebreaker if four teams end up on eight and ten. <laughs> so... The faulty bre- sheet is long. <laughs> The tiebreaker, I think the tiebreakers, they literally play in the NALCS. Cause but, like, how do you do that with four of them? Do you have, like, a round robin? Because, like, like I said, everybody I plays everybody, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, that that was how I had it end up when I just, like, gave every match the result that I thought it would have. Four teams ended up on so who So who end up, oh, so, and three of them make it in and one doesn't is the... Yeah. Okay, so, hmm. Okay, well, let's operate under that assumption then. Like, if is there any of those results that you think would be weird? In other words, like assuming everybody ends up at eight and ten, what's like the the least likely result of those ones that you you came up with? Like, the like, let me go back to my exact thing so I can find it. But the first thing that comes to mind is C nine falling out. I don't think that'll happen. Well, C nine can't fall. <laughs> well, C nine can't fall. I can't out, fall out. TS, no, TSM right. could. Fall TSM out. could fall out, but that's not TSM, unlikely. Yeah, TSM was the one that I think is like basically locked to get in. Like their matchups are easy enough this week that they should be able to get a win, and they only need one win to to guarantee playoffs. Pretty much guarantee. 
<clears throat> so like well, no, I, I think, think one yeah, win one win they do game. guarantee. And then GGS Optic Thieves and Clutch are the four teams that I all predicted to end up at eight and ten. But there are some other factors at play. Like Optic in theory should lose both of their matches this week. I think it's Cloud Nine and CLG that they play this week. They play CLG, yeah, C- CLG and Cloud Nine. That's right. But you also have to factor in that like those teams will have playoffs locked and might even have their spot locked by Sunday. And like these are, you know, Super Bowl games for Optic and not important for those teams for the most mm-hmm. part, especially probably on Sunday. So like it's it's tough with some of them. Like Optic will, I, I'm guessing optic will squeeze out a win in one of those just because they're taking it much more seriously than their opponents yeah um i know that uh i just saw tim the owner of oracle's elixir post and his his thought was that clutch and optic would miss the playoffs which Hmm. i think if i was skilling these teams out like deciding who was the best teams i think he's probably right i think clutch and optic probably miss in that scenario you think optics worse than Golden Guardians? Uh, that one's that one's pretty close. I think 100 Thieves gets an edge. Actually, honestly, if I was just giving like of those five teams, the worst teams don't make playoffs. TSM probably misses. I don't think TSM is one of the top three teams out of the five. You. I think it's Bjergsen or Bust with that team right now, and but they have an advantage, so they sh- they should probably just keep their advantage. So basically, like, one team that probably deserves to be in playoffs is probably not going to be getting in, and it's looking like Optic or Golden Guardians. And I know that we, like, we've, like, talked a lot of, sm- I mean, you, I haven't talked a lot of smack on Optic, because I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. Uh, uh, Golden Guardians, I think, we've kind of, as a cast, talked a lot of smack on this year, mostly because I think we had, like, really high hopes for them going into summer season, and they just have been really disappointing. This team's still 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, and I, I think they'll make it in the end. So, they will need to win the tiebreakers, right? It, I, they have a tough matchup this weekend. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, it's really, really tough for us to just be like, okay, this is the scenario, this is the scenario. It's not like it was in spring where it was, like, pretty cut and dry. There was just, like, you know, three variable games, right? I think in the spring it was, like, two or three variable games in the last week because everything else was, like, pretty settled by then. This we, this year there's, like, literally dozens of examples or, or situations and variables and games that could, you know. So we could sit here all day and go over the different iterations and permutations, all that stuff, but, like, I'm going to do, like, the, the short, short version and say, like, gut check who's not making playoffs, John. Um, I'm going to go with Optic and Golden Guardians. Okay. Cal- clutch, I, I, I will say for everybody, Clutch... Has, is like the most important team this weekend. Like they're they're both of their games are like near winning in type games. Mm-hmm. So cl- it just depends how well they play. But I th- I have some faith in them. Yeah, no, I I agree with uh, John with uh, Optic and Golden Guardians. Chris, what do you think? Oh, you're asking for the teams that won't make it in. Yeah. Oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna say as much as I love. My hundred thieves boys, they're gonna miss out, and probably optics. Wow. Okay. So we all kind of have to because I I think it's probably like I think hundred thieves is probably better than a few of these teams, but I just I think they're gonna they miss. play. I think they're gonna miss. Like they have to play seat. Well, it's so hard here. No, it's clutch is definitely missing. I know that I agree with because I think hundred thieves will be clutch. It's just a matter of. 
I think when I was when this I was so complicated because when I was like giving so... every game a result. I think I had hundred thieves beating clutch and clutch beating golden guardians it was like my week for hmm. for clutch. That's kind of weird because like I got uh, clutch golden guardians. I legit don't know who I'd pick, but we can talk about that because we have lines for it. So <laughs> yep, okay, let's do it. Yep. We have CLG minus 172 against Optic plus 131 on Saturday. First game of the day means a whole hell of a lot for one of these teams. And I mean, I don't, I I think it's too simple to say that this game means less to CLG because they could care a lot about seeding. Yeah, I think these, the Saturday games are different than the Sunday games. Like, because we we don't know what the situation is going to be going into Sunday, but CLG's got to be thinking. Like, we can get a 2-0, we can lock in second. So, like, this game will matter, I think, to them. I also think, I think this is, like, two really winnable one. games for CLG, too, especially the way they've been playing. Like, Optic 100 Thieves, I think, are, like, they're, they're good. They're not great. But yeah, I also CLG think... Yeah, CLG could easily 2-0. CLG could also easily 0-2. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... Like, I think CLG are the second or third best team in NA right now. But I think the second or third best team in NA right now doesn't really... Like, they're not, like, that much... Like, Liquid is far and away better than everyone. Even Liquid's going to punk games once in a while. But, like, I don't think anybody is, you know, that far away from, like, losing to anybody in this situation. So, the question you got to ask is, does CLG playing for second outweigh Optic playing for a playoff spot? Also, like, I, I don't want to go too into narrative because I think it's 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 a little naive to just assume, oh man, this team's going to be extra psyched up for this game. Cause I think in esports it's more, you know, is this team better prepared? Is this team better on this patch, et cetera. Like, I think that the motivation is a factor. It's just not as much of a factor as people tend to put on it. You have a skill cap too. Like just yeah. cause you're hyper motivated. Like if you're just that much worse, we yeah, see that exactly. with exactly. all the time in Europe. Like G2 is just so much better than people. They just pick troll picks and win anyway. Cause they're, the other team just doesn't have the skill cap to match them. Except for Vitality, who's apparently the best team on Earth now, right? According to Twitter. Well, according to that, according to that old Italian myth, <laughs> old Italian legend. If you don't, if you don't know what John's talking about, go look at his Twitter timeline. It's worth it, I promise. It's <laughs> a whole uh, story there. So, so here's the thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm, as a better, I'm, I'm motivated to take the underdog here mm-hmm. because I think, given given the situation and motivations of these two teams. I would I would probably score this line probably closer to like minus one thirty for CLG just because they've been more consistent than Optic. But like I don't think they're that much better of a team than Optic is. Maybe you guys disagree with me. This one's a little tough because like the results of the season make me want to say that CLG is a lot better than Optic, especially in recent weeks. But at the beginning of the season, I would have said CLG was among the worst teams in the league. Yeah, and I would have had Optic above them, and I haven't changed really very many thoughts about my like the quality of the players on any of those teams over the course of the season. So, I think I do think that I think CLG is going to win this game. I'm trying to decide if I think that the line is is off given that. I I think probably that I will end up either avoiding this game or betting CLG. Okay. I'm probably I'm almost definitely betting Optic here and it's just I don't want to say it's like strictly on value, but it, it more or less is because like I, I think Optic have a reasonable chance of winning this outright. I think this match is very close to fifty fifty. Like I think if you if you took both of these teams, like you know you know they talk about for football, like put it on neutral field or whatever, like eliminate all the motivations and other like scenarios, and you just put these two teams like 
you know, playing a match in the middle of the season, you know, just like a normal week in the LCS, right? I still think this line's off. Like, I think it should be closer than this. So I'm going to be on Optic. Probably not for much, but I don't know. Chris, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I'm on the same line of thinking as you. Um, CLG might be motivated. Optics is playing for a playoff spot. And and definitely if Optics can play to their very best ability. We see the best of Crown. We see Meteos playing the way he did. Um, Stokla, that's the issue here. And <laughs> Ruin's going to win that matchup in all estimation. But I think Optics will have to pull out everything that they can. So I'm going to lean Optics. Okay, and so and John's leaning CLG, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, no bet or CLG. Yeah. So next up, we have Cloud Nine minus two forty four. Golden Guardians plus one eighty. I I want to say that this looks like a classic letdown spot, but are Cloud Nine just enough better? <laughs> I don't know. Like the Cloud Nine are so inconsistent, it almost drives me nuts because I know. I know for a fact that this team is going to show up in playoffs and look like a world class team. Like I know it. I can't explain it. It's just it. It just I know it'll happen. They always do it. They always do this every year where they're just like, yeah, it's whatever. We're just getting to playoffs. That's all that matters, right? It's like the SKT special. SKT has been doing this for years. Where it's like, yeah, as long as we get in, we're cool. Like we'll win the championship. We just got to get in, right? That's all that matters. Is two minus two forty four is way too rich for this, right? Golden Guardians. Yeah. This is their Super I'm definitely Bowl. not betting. I'm definitely not betting Cloud Nine. It's it's either Golden Guardians or bust in this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll just tell you, like, my approach to NA tomorrow, besides Hundred Thieves and Clutch, is I'm just going to put probably a half unit or a unit on every underdog besides Echo Fox. So like FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, and Optic are each getting a bet from me, just because. I actually might. Uh, I think Echo Fox might actually be my bet of the day. Ooh, that would be four. first ever. Plus five forty four, and the best thing of one. we're kind of skipping around, but like the thing about that matchup is, you got a team who doesn't care on one side, and a team that probably doesn't care on the other side. Like I doubt Team Liquid is worried about their spot getting taken, and they have another match on Sunday anyway. I maybe Liquid goes hard in this game, and then just rolls like, against TSM. Well, I said, I said to, to Prime, I think there's like a very reasonable like Fiesta chance in the Liquid Echo Fox game, and if it's a Fiesta, like for me, all Fiestas are fifty fifty. I agree. Historically, whenever there's two teams just like troll comping, unless it's G two, I would say like I would say like the underdogs win maybe even more than the favorites when it's like troll comping, and mm-hmm. plus five forty four on a team that might be in a in a Fiesta. Like I don't know, yeah, I, I, think I, love I, that. I think I kind of like Echo Fox actually, but. Uh, for the record, I wanted to point out, like, I, I don't, th- I'm not sure if I'm going to be on FlyQuest or not because they don't have anything to play for but pride at this point. So, and TSM will want the win. Yeah. So, uh, uh I'm so I'm going to be on light on Golden Guardians. You're just a pass or on Golden Guardians, right? Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going with Golden Guardians. I'm definitely not betting Cloud Nine. Chris, what do you think on that one? Uh, from the DFS perspective, I am. Oh, this is actually a fun game for DFS. Yeah, are, um, the, are the are the players priced this way, like uh, in in line with the odds? Because I know a lot of the times, like especially weeks like this, that's. Like, I forgot. I have to check that, but I think uh, C nine is the most expensive, and Golden Guardians is not at the bottom, but. Not yeah. Fox. Fox is at the Fox bottom. Bottom, yeah. But then Cloud Nine is the second highest, and Golden Guardians is the fourth cheapest. Actually, don't Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine are like really bloody, aren't they? 
they can yeah, hardline's very bloody. Yep. And Golden Guardians especially is um one that would either can't, they won't stop fighting. They'll take any fight that you can yeah, get. Yeah, you were I see you talking about this the other day. Like I almost uh, like Golden Guardians here for DFS also. They would be a nice um I do like value pick. like a GPP play maybe. Yeah, I like Golden Guardians for GPPs. They're in what should be the bloodiest game of the day, and I think they have a, a pretty reasonable chance to win. Is the is the pricing such that you could like game stack this? You could game stack it. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't really re- ever recommend doing that, but you could. It's not like very rarely the case in league DFS, right? On two game slates, I like it a lot more than on five game slates. Like really, just a really like low chance that the losing team in any game is going to be the best of. Like five, like they have to beat four other winners to make it worth game stacking. They'd have to be worth more points than four winners, and that seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Hundred Thieves minus one twenty-two against Clutch minus one hundred six. So, slight favorite to Hundred Thieves over Clutch. I think it's probably accurate. Uh, I don't know, Mike. I I want to bet Hundred Thieves here, but they're they they've been so inconsistent about things that I I don't really know. It's so funny, like, was it two weeks ago we pointed out that they had only beaten Echo Fox and FlyQuest? Yep. And ever since then, <laughs> I've just been looking at all their games and be like, yeah, but, like, does it mean anything, though? Like, literally, like, literally, like every single time I look at a FlyQuest, or, like, a 100 Thieves line, I'm just like, yeah, but why, though? Like, that's, the whole, like, every single time. So I don't, like... My gut says, oh, this is slam dunk 100 Thieves, but it's just like, it's not, though. <laughs> I think Clutch has been playing pretty well lately, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't want to attribute it to the coach when they switched their coach, but since they switched their coach, they've been much better. Well, sometimes, about so that. you have to wonder if it really was, like, maybe a, a coaching-related thing. Well, a lot of times, like, in co- in situations like that where it's, like, a coaching change, like, there, there's a lot of times where, like, the team just needed to change and it wasn't anything necessarily wrong the coach was doing. It's just, like... yeah. Everybody needs a fire. I mean, you see, you see this. Hockey is like the one sport that does this all the time, like more than any other sport. Hockey, they just like it's the same coaches. There's like the same pool of like forty coaches that are in and out at any given time, like over the course of the last like twenty five years, right? It's like the same like forty or forty five guys, right? And then like a lot of times teams will just like fire a coach, just like I'm assuming, just to start shit, like just for the sake of changing things up. <laughs> and it sometimes it works. I don't, I don't know. So. Clutch have looked better. I think Clutch probably have the individual edge in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they probably do. Maybe it's... Clutch is the play here. I don't know. I'm probably going to pass this, but... Hooney versus Fate God feels really blown out of proportion yeah. in favor of in favor of Hooney. Yeah, I know Hooney's another one we like to pick on, but, like, this is exactly the kind of spot where Hooney reminds everybody who he is again, too. Like, I'm not saying I don't know if you can pass this game. This feels like a take a side game to me. I think I think I, I think I think the play is clutch. I just don't want it to be. <laughs> so it's Yeah, you're right. It's clutch. Clutch is the play here. Uh, yeah, I mean the more I think about it, I mean I, I how had, is Fake God gonna manage that? Yeah, that's that's gonna be really tough. Yeah. And Demonte mm-hmm. plays very well, so I'm not really worried about him. Demonte's actually been really, really good the last couple weeks. In the bot lane is really the the thing and like Cody's son's pretty good. Lyra, I guess the jungles maybe uh, might lean in uh, in hundred thieves favor, but amazing hasn't been playing that well lately either. 
And that's the one thing I'm worrying about, 100 Thieves. Are they running out of steam? Because they have been on a streak. But, like, again, like, half their wins have been against just, like, terrible, the two worst teams. So, (laughs) I just... They have three wins that are not against FlyQuest or Echo Fox. Three quality wins, I would say, right? Cloud9, TSM, and Optic. TSM, you could argue, was against a pretty low-tier team because they beat them last Mm. week. So, they didn't beat them when they were doing really well. Yeah. Cloud Nine's like really the one in there that you're like, yeah, that's a really just like strong punch up quality win. Yeah, I, I just, I think this might just come down to like thinking individual matchups and and how these teams. I like, in other words, like I think the way the game is played right now fits Clutch's style a little bit more. Like, and what I mean by that is like Clutch tend to play this. They, they tend to play like real safe bottom side, like safe scaling bottom side, and then just hope Hooney can break a matchup. And sometimes he looks like a jackass and loses because he like is a really high risk player, right? Sometimes he blows match like that. That's that is why you have a player like Hooney because it's just like Jazuke is the same way. Like he's a high risk player, right? Uh, maybe not as high risk as Hooney, just for the record, but. You, Huni is a matchup breaker. Like he's, that's the kind of player he is. That's how you, when you, when they built this lineup, that's what they were looking at. They were like, we're gonna pick four solid players for the bottom half of the map, and then whether or not we're playing around him, we're just gonna hope that every, you know, every third or fourth game, Huni just like obliterates a matchup or steals one that he shouldn't win because he's good at that kind of thing, right? Like I know we give him a lot of shit, but this is this is the exact kind of like game situation that sets up like in his favor, right? Like I could see him just running away with this against Fake God. Like I don't know if you guys agree. With, I, we just talked. About I, it, I so. think I agree with you because I think the Absolutely. rest of the map is close enough that like I don't think it's, it it is too heavily favored in either direction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it could exactly. be tough for hundred thieves here, man. Could yeah. be tough for him. So you know, I've talked myself into clutch. I like clutch here now. Thank you, John. <laughs> he did the same thing to me last night. <laughs> So, uh, so John, how's all that money on 100 Thieves treating you? <laughs> uh, you know, I do have a, uh, I have a, a 33 or something to one bet on 100 Thieves to win the summer split that I made like a long ass time ago. It's not looking real hot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have TSM minus two seventy eight FlyQuest plus two hundred two. You know, I just said I wasn't necessarily going to be on FlyQuest, but the more I'm thinking about it, like. FlyQuest aren't a dumpster fire like Echo Fox is. Like, do we like they're not good, but they're trying and they have a sense of pride and it doesn't look like they've quit necessarily. Like, they had their low, like their lowest low already this season. They're just playing now, and they look actually kind of like the pressure being off them might have been good. For them. Yeah, I agree like with they're that. just they're, they're just having some fun now and trying it out and trying to build the brand. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they look a little better than they have been, but when they were in the in the thick of things. Is it worth paying? Is it worth paying two hundred two? Like, or do you, were you expecting more from this? I don't think I'm probably going to bet the game. Like I said, I do think TSM is going to have to take this game pretty seriously. I think I just avoid this game. But if I was going to bet, it's definitely not on TSM. Yeah, this is like this is like one of these half unit lottery tickets on an underdog that I've been just absolutely destroying the LCS and Western regions, Western <laughs> regions with. I did it today too. With <laughs> I had, yeah, I had Vitality. I went to a full unit on Vitality today. That paid off big time. So. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, all in on Vitality. 
Next up, we have Liquid minus a thousand. Echo Fox plus forty four. John, you want to take this one because I know you said you were thinking about Echo Fox here. Yeah, I think I am going to bet Echo Fox. This, I do. I plus agree. Five forty four. Like, it's really you just have to ask yourself. Like, we know Team Liquid is way better than Echo Fox. So really, all you're asking yourself is like, what are the chances that Team Liquid does something like G two did today in Europe, or that this game is just full Fiesta mode? Like, what are the chances that something like that occurs? Well, twenty five percent. Because yeah. like Liquid is a, is a more they they carry it differently than G two does. So they do. Like, it would not surprise me at all to see Liquid. Like I actually think Liquid probably just play this standard. Actually, I think I think Liquid are probably going to play this as vanilla as possible. So then, if you think they're playing it very vanilla, then you just have to ask yourself how often you think Echo Fox is going to win. I don't think Echo Fox wins often enough that if you think for sure this is a vanilla game, I don't know that you can pay five forty four. So only because of these two teams, like against any other matchup in the league, I think plus forty four or plus five forty four is an automatic take on the have to, Yeah, any other matchup in the league, like this is the only one where you may not take plus five forty four. I'm so, giving it like a twenty percent chance to to get weird. <laughs> yeah, so so if you factor in the twenty percent chance to get weird plus like whatever you know, multiply that by whatever chance you have of of Echo Fox actually winning a game in like the regular season, just against like in a normal matchup, and then factor like, in the chance. But then you also have to take into account that like they don't win every time it gets weird either. Yeah. So, so like, right, well, here we go. So I'll just do the math on this, right? So minus a thousand is like. Well, we need to look at plus five forty four. Yeah. So plus five forty four. Yeah, you're right. That's correct. So plus five forty four is a fifteen and a half percent implied probability. So do Echo Fox win one and a half games in a best of ten, or not a best of ten, like in ten games, like a ten game set against Liquid? I think, like in the regular season, they probably win one of ten. I think it's like if everything's fair, I think they win like one of ten. And so then we just have to ask if the Fiesta percentage and all that gives you a, gives you another half game out of ten. I think it probably does. Yeah, I, I'm I'm willing to take a shot again, like another half unit flyer here, or, or even a, this is a quarter unit cut one. Yeah, you just take one out. of your vitality units and throw it on Echo exactly, Fox. exactly. This is like a this is like a quarter unit half unit bet because like you only need to win. I mean, you're good if you win this one. So it's, <laughs> we're, not, we're not asking you to put the bank on it or anything. So, uh. I do like the idea of, I, I see. I if I'm playing GPPs on DFS for this too, like I'm, I'm slamming Echo Fox in like at least a few different lineups. Yeah, I'll probably have some Echo Fox. Like you want Echo? I feel like if you're playing in like a you know 200 person event or 100 plus person event, you want, you want some Echo Fox exposure because you just like cut off 95 percent of the field, right? If something mm-hmm. happens, or you, even if this is just a fiesta that they lose, right? If this is just like a thirty-five kill game that they lose, that's worth it, right? Yes. Like if yes. you only have even like a couple of their players, I'm not saying you have to have every Echo Fox. Player, even if you but... take the loser and they can combine for like fifteen plus per. If they get fifteen or sixteen kills or something in a loss, you're pretty happy to have Echo Fox, I think. I think the only question at that point would be like, like who's the heavy favorite you're stacking with them? Like Cloud Nine, probably because they're like a bloody favorite. Cloud Nine wouldn't be a bad matchup. Yeah. I like that matchup. That Cloud Nine matchup's the other one you kind of have to be involved with. Just spoiler alert: this is my this is my DraftKings lineup tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you can go back, you can go both sides. You could go Echo Fox Cloud Nine and Golden Guardians Team Liquid. I'm sure you could probably fit both of those in some iteration or another. Just play both sides of the two games that you expect to be the bloodiest. I dig huh? it. 
I, I, I'm with you. I'm ahead. with you on the on the on the Fiesta factor. Like that. That's what you need to ask yourself in this situation. I actually think the other thing is if you find Echo Fox at any any number higher than this, which there there's probably higher numbers in this floating around because this is a lot of vig, but. You could probably get if you can get anything above this number, just take it. I think, regardless, like don't even think about it. Just put whatever you're willing to lose on it, because I think the value's nuts after that, especially with the Fiesta factor. Let's look at Sunday. Kind of an unrelated side note before mm. we switch over. Grig is playing top lane in Academy okay. right now. Okay, oh, I saw playoff. so I saw Champ Select open up before I closed it to focus on this, and I didn't think I thought it was just like an error or something. Like I saw yeah, it, and no, I was like, ah, oh, it's Grig. nothing. So, uh, maybe a discipline issue with the TSM Academy top laner, or I'm not sure. Just a weird oh, thought. Is Greg nope, getting bodied, or is Greg carrying? Because if Greg's carrying, then I don't even know what's real anymore. Uh, neither one, I don't think. I think they won the first game mostly, like with him being a not super important. All right, so, but he's playing top lane. Like he's not. He's not jungle. I mean, <laughs> okay, Greg. But I'm gonna, do okay. you. Cloud9 <laughs> okay. minus 227, Optic plus 171. Again, think of the scenarios going into this. Like, So, we use this as like a, as like a point to talk about something we've talked about like a, a little bit before, but like betting something before a result happens that's going to influence the line in a, in a negative way for you, right? So, in this case, you have, t- you know, two variables coming into the day, right? Uh, from Saturday. So, if 100 Thieves, or not 100 Thieves, if Optic lose, this is must win. If Cloud9 win, they don't, I guess they don't necessarily. If if CLG lose and Cloud9 win, this locks number two for them. Potentially number one if Liquid just lose both somehow. Or no, they would play tiebreaker, I guess, right? You need, you need Cloud9 to not care about their positioning going into this game and Optic is going to need to win no matter what. Yeah, so Optic you, has you, to win no matter what. That's the unless they lose, right? If they lose, they still need to win. That like they, well, they need can to they get still a get win. in if they lose on Sunday on Saturday. I believe I th- I think they just need one win this weekend. Okay. Oof. Well, it is close. I think right. they're eight and eight. So, so I'm I'm going to just shortcut this and and cheat on it a little bit and say. You need to ask yourself before going into Sunday whether or not you're willing to tolerate the risk of losing value one way or the other, depending on how you're going to bet Sunday's games. That's how I'm going to like generalize this because, like, you know, if for example you think you know you think Cloud Nine aren't going to care about their placing, like you're going to want to get in. You're going to want to wait to get in because you might get more value on Optic, right? That's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, we could go. Over, there's going to be one of those situations for all of these games on Sunday, so you need to you need to ask yourself: Do I want to wait and potentially lose value and be safer about it, or do I want to just because what what's going to happen is if you wait to bet these until af- after Saturday's games, or even yeah, you could probably get away with it during Saturday's games, but if you wait until after Saturday's games when all the money comes in for Sunday, there's probably going to be a lot more situations where you're just going to pass, right? That's the important part for me. Is you, I think you should be betting these games no. during, like or I think you should be Saturday. betting during Saturday's games. Like, I agree. You, like the lines won't change fast enough. You can figure out whether or not Optic is going to win on Saturday or whether or not Cloud Nine is going to win on Saturday, and then make your bet before the lines change. Yeah, I would say like literally have like just like have like a spreadsheet or like a like a like a notepad document open for yourself that says this is my game plan going into CLG versus Optic on sat on Saturday, right? 
Like, this is what I'm going to do if this happens. This is what I'm going to do. Like, these are the games that influences. This is how I want to bet it if CLG jump out to a lead or if Optic jump out to a lead, right? And then a, a determine your risk tolerance from there because there's a whole lot of, like, these, these lines could go absolutely bonkers or they could not move at all. But you're going to want to have a game plan for how you want to approach this, and it's going to depend a lot on what you think. Uh, we can give you what we think, but I think a lot of what you need, what you do needs to be guided by the approach you're going to have based like during Saturday's games or before Saturday's games. I think, does that make sense? Am I making sense with all that? Right. Yeah. Just do your homework and don't be lazy. Exactly. Like this is one case where we're not just going to be able to tell you the picks for free. You know, like you gotta, you gotta do some of the work yourself on these. Uh, Cause there's a lot of variables going in. Right. Cloud nine minus two twenty seven optic plus plus one seventy one. I'm inclined to take optic just because of the number and the situation, for the same and reason. Cloud nine's one of the most variant NA teams too. Yeah, I just think the situation. Like I'm, I'm probably going to be on optic for a little bit, just like I was against CLG. It's a very similar situation to CLG optic, right? Yeah, where you have a team that is playing for a higher seeding, potentially for the one or two seed, but don't really need to win this. Whereas optic need to win, right? So, especially if they lose Saturday. Next up, we have CLG minus 189, 100 Thieves plus 142. Again, another situation that's very similar, right? Uh, number's a little bit lower. I'm inclined to just pass this at this number. I think I'm passing that one. Yeah. Uh, Chris, any thoughts there? Yeah, I don't think it's good for betting. Yeah, I, uh, I would say, like, the same thing I just said about betting, too, like, applies to your DFS approach to this, like, all of this, it all stems on how you want to approach like, and what you think. You need to kind of like do some homework and look forward on this one yep. and be like ready to fire and change things as it as it goes, right? For yep. DFS, you need to fire before the slate starts, obviously. So you got to, you know. Uh, Liquid minus 244, TSM plus 180. I know we're just kind of flying through these, but again, it's like the same situation in every mm-hmm. game, right? Except in this one, I think it's a little bit different because I do not think Team Liquid ever wants to lose to TSM. I think Team Liquid. I think Team Liquid. Like, if this is anybody else, I give like like I bet Echo Fox the day before, but I don't think Team Liquid want to lose to TSM ever. So I think they take this very seriously. This is the grudge. If they have any ability to screw TSM, they'll do it. And so... <laughs> I also think, like for the record, like we we don't think TSM's that good, but I think mm-hmm. when you put yourself in the shoes of other players, they look at it and be like, I don't want to play against Bjergsen in playoffs. Mm, like, think of, like, is there another player on any of these other middling teams that a team does not want to face in playoffs? Like, there's no one quite on Bjergsen's level, in my opinion. I think I might just bet Team Liquid in this, even though 244 is a lot. Really? I might bet Team Liquid. Wow. I really think Team Liquid's going to win that game. Okay. you got to be a confidence bet, and like, you're confident that this will absolutely happen. Nah, can't fault you for that. You, you might be convincing on that one too, John. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna abstain from net for now. I've been pretty good about that this week. Uh, Golden Guardians minus one forty seven, clutch one thirteen. Again, same kind of situation. I, I'm inclined to take clutch just because I think these two teams are even, and I'll take the plus money. I'm almost like I'm really confident that this is going to be a win and in or very close to it, and so I, I think I kind of like clutch at plus one thirteen actually. Yeah, I. I clutch have been playing better. So, I don't know. Uh, FlyQuest minus 182, Echo Fox plus 139. This is your DFS game. By this the way... The one. This is the Fiesta by game. By the way, <laughs> the Toilet Bowl is the last game of the regular season. They love this, doing this. This game's going to be so much fun. Why does I'm this always happen in NA, dude? I feel like it happens like every other split. If these guys play a legitimate game here, I'm going to angrily 
literally messaged them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to be complaining Turtle, about Garen and and Wild Turtle should be jungling in this game. If Wild <laughs> Turtle is jungling. I'll be mad. Like that's what should be happening. And he this. belongs in the wild, right? Exactly. Is he going to hang out in the river too? Because that's where. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. Oh yeah, this but seems yeah. like a slam dunk for DFS. Like games, this is like a GPP game stack, right? Yeah. So with with no idea who which way a game goes, what what do you think from a betting perspective? For betting uh, perspective, I actually don't think I'm going to bet it because I think FlyQuest has an edge in Clown Fiestas, specifically because <laughs> of Wild Turtle. I think they have a Fiesta edge. Oh my god. <laughs> And we call this I the Fiesta Bowl instead of the Toilet Bowl. We're calling yeah. this the Fiesta Bowl. We don't have a sponsorship, by the way. Minus 182 might be too heavy for a slight Fiesta edge, but I'm not sure plus 139 is good enough either. So I think I'm going to pass on the Fiesta, but I'm definitely playing this in DFS. <laughs> this year's Tostitos Fiesta Bowl is right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this one. Be my guest on this one. I'm I'm not touching this with a ten foot pole except for DFS, where I'll be all over it. So, uh, whew. Right. uh, Chris has to jet. Yeah. Uh, any any? Uh, leave me a pick of the week. Are oh, you already? Yes. Yeah, leave me a pick of the week, and then uh, we'll catch up with you, Chris. Uh, we'll get to that. All right. All right, Later, guys. Saturday, LEC. So it's week seven in the LEC. The the schedules are very disjointed. So, uh. It's getting to the playoff push now. Uh, we have results from today too. Up so Saturday we have. See now I got to go back and double check these because I'm pretty sure they changed because I wrote this down before. So I'm just gonna read off the actual book. Just give me a few seconds here. We have Misfits against SK Gaming, and we have Misfits. Sorry, I'm buying time here. Filling, filling, filling. Uh, Misfits are minus 109, minus 118. So it's slight favorite to slight favorite to SK Gaming here. Really, the line moved that much? Yeah. Uh, wow. It's like 20 points, give or take. I mean, so here's the thing, right? SK Gaming definitely should have won that game today. Like yeah, they, they definitely should have sure. won that game. Like I, I, I know I bet Vitality and I had that and all that, but they, they, they won that game. Or not Rogue, uh, Rogue. It was Rogue. Sorry. Uh, they definitely should have won that game. Uh, they threw big time. Well, Rogue threw big time, and then they threw like re threw it. Uh, if you haven't watched the end of that game, it was a total fiesta. Just watch it. Um. So if you think about like the fact that SK Gaming should have won that game, does that? I mean, it's one game. It doesn't really change the the picture. Like I think these two teams are kind of close to even. Yeah, I think they're pretty even. This opened at plus 113 and SK Gaming minus 147. I liked it a lot more at the opening line where you you would take Misfits plus 113, I think. That's what I agree. I, I would take Misfits at the plus 113. Yeah, if you can get if you can find yeah. Misfits at plus odds, I think it's worth taking them. Uh just cuz I think this is a 50-50 matchup. It could go either way. Like I actually think there's like a true 50-50. Um I think both these teams are better than Excel, but not as good as anybody else. I have a little yeah. bit more hope for the Misfits lineup, I think. But Excel on a three-game win streak, buddy. Yeah, you're right, but I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to go into that. We'll get into that for the next year. So I think if you can find Misfits at plus odds, you take Misfits. Otherwise, pass, I think. Because, I, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you, if you have a strong inkling either way, then go for it. But 
if you're getting like double minus odds, like a lot of juice, then don't bother with this game. I think it's too much of a coin flip. I agree with that. Uh, Vitality is now minus one eighty nine. Excel is plus one forty five. Wow! So this tightened up, even though yeah. Vitality beat G two, just because Excel people won. People hype on the on the Excel win streak. I'm slamming because Vitality. G two destroyed <laughs> the competitive integrity of the LEC. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, I, refer to Twitter, please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do with this matchup like now. Vitality. What are they minus? Minus one eighty nine now. Yeah, you got to like vitality. I, like vitality. I take I take vitality in a heartbeat at minus one eighty nine. Yeah, minus two twenty two was. Uh, I was willing to pay minus two twenty two. This is probably just going to be a slam dunk for me. Uh, like, I know vitality are inconsistent, and I know Acceler on a win streak right now. But like, th- look at these two teams, and you're going to tell me that. Vitality's not going to smash this matchup. And Vitality wants to win, too. They need yeah. to win to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to be best one maxed on this, and definitely now at the new number since I didn't put it in at minus 222. So. Next up, we have Schalke plus 103, Origin minus 133. Uh, this is a really good price for Origin, right? Man, this one's this one's a little tough. I kind of another one that's like a two fifty fifty, right? Okay, yeah, this is a pretty fifty fifty ish game. I think this is like a fifty fifty that's like toward the top of the table instead of toward the bottom of the table, right? Origin just really has not been playing that well lately. They smashed today, but is that like a sign of things to come, or is that just one game? Like that's the. Thing, I think like... that I don't think Origin's getting. I think their peak was last split. I think they're like a fourth place team. Yeah. This is one of the rare situations where I, I didn't get a chance to watch that specific game today. I, was, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I turned it on towards the end, and they had like twenty something kills, which Oregon never has. Yes. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, I think these are this is bettable from both sides. So, I think if you have, I know there's a cop out answer, but like really, if you have a lean either way, I would say Origin just because I think they're a higher quality team. Until I go back and watch, they were the only game that I missed today. Until yeah, I go back and watch their game, I'm, I don't know that I'm comfortable making a, a bet until I watch their games from today. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing probably right after this. So I'm going to pass this for now, and I'll probably release it in my picks. Splice yeah. minus 313, Rogue plus 223. I mean, <laughs> Rogue plus 223. Rogue's, Rogue is still the most overhyped team in the league. They've lost like four games in a row, and people are still talking about them like they're like a top four team in the league. They're, we talked about this like in in the the group chat, which was like Rogue have been like overhyped both ways. Like they've been overhyped as in like everyone thinks they're worse than they are, and everyone thinks they're better than they are, and it's like always at exact opposite times. So like at any given time, they're extremely overrated in one way or the other. They've like, lost. They're never they're never priced correctly ever. Going into their game today that they probably should have lost, they had lost three games in a row against the other bottom three teams in the league. And then they should have lost today against the other, like, like they've only played the other four bottom teams in the league. They lost to three of them, and they should have lost to the fourth one probably today. Yeah, so, like, in reality, yeah, they had that little win streak there, and we thought that maybe they had, like, reached a new plateau. I think maybe the plateau was, okay, we're not the worst team, we're just not good. Like yeah, if it's so, and they might still be the worst team. They might be because Excel lose to XL and Misfits, and I mean Vitality is a reasonable loss. But if you lose to XL Misfits and probably should have lost to SK, it's tough to say you're not the worst team in the league. I'd agree with that, like 100. percent So the thing is, like, this is too, yeah, this though. is too much to pay for Splice, though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this one. Yep, I agree. Uh, 
G2 minus 227, Fnatic plus 170. This line is, like, just right, man. I'm yeah, so mad. I'm so mad. I was really hoping we'd get, like, minus 170 for G2, but... No bet, but this is an ideal spot to take G2 in DFS, because they've been over-owned all season. And, now and then they burned a whole bunch of people yesterday, and they lost the Fnatic last time they played them. I am so a lot of people, a lot of people are going to talk themselves into to Fnatic tomorrow. I think, um, especially with yeah G two taking the Garen pick yesterday and losing. I think a lot of people are going to talk themselves into Fnatic. So I'm all over G two and DFS, but I don't think I'm making the bet. This is a classic buy low. Yes, but like how often? <laughs> how often low, do you get but... to buy low on like a top three team in the, in the world? Right? Like that's yeah. there's not. It's it's like. It's not quite the same as having Invictus at plus money, but it reminds me of that sentiment where it's like, how often do you get to see this, right? Yeah, and I mean, they're still minus 227, so I, I don't know that I can bet them because that is a reasonably close matchup. Like, G2 is better than Fnatic, but G2 could lose to Fnatic. Yeah, there's been a lot of these kind of games in the LCK this week where it's like, okay, I have a really strong feeling one way that this team is going to win. I don't know how it's going to happen, and I don't think the pricing is right, so I kind of just have to bet into no value. My gut tells me that G2 take this game seriously. Yeah, I mean, they might still play something weird, but I, I think they, they really try to win this match as hard as they can. Yeah, sure. I, I don't... And I, I do think G2 are that good. That I, I the fa- It should mean something to you that I'm actually considering betting this in a last game of the season with nothing on the line. Well, against not a last game of the season. Oh, yeah, they I had, keep thinking it's not that. I'm backwards. Like, I, I'm treating this... G2, they're going to make playoffs. They're probably going to be the one seed. Right, like they're gonna they're gonna make top two base. They might even be close to locked yeah, to top two. Gonna, like not locked, but they're not gonna lose six games in a row or whatever. So yeah, they're eleven and two. Fnatic's ten. Like uh, the the point I'm making is like it should mean something. It should mean something to everyone that I'm actually considering betting G two against the second, like the clear second best team in Europe at minus two twenty seven. Like that's how much respect I have for this team, even though they tend to clown around a little bit. Like this is this I, is another one of those spots where it's like would would it surprise anybody at all to see them come out and just obliterate Fnatic tomorrow after like no. trolling with a Garen pick? No, because it's no, just the kind, it's the kind of spot this this the way this team carries themselves. So yeah, I'm probably gonna pass it, but I am at least considering it. So LPL or LCK, you take the pick. Uh, let's go to the LCK and we'll end on the LPL. All right, cool. LCK Saturday we have Gen G minus twelve fifty against Gen Air plus six thirty one. I already wrote about this. I am on Gen Air. This You're gonna my, play Jin Air, so okay. I'm gonna play Jin. I'm gonna play Jin Air. Uh, I'm not betting this match, so talk away. So it's it's a little bit of malice, but I also think this is historically I have some reasoning for this, right? So I've only I bet I bet Jin Air against Hanwha both times and lost. This will be my third Jin Air bet of the season. Uh, the reason being. We've gotten crazy odds on them all season because they're bad. This is a historically bad team. Like I started going through like old like on game net tournaments and stuff and trying to think of. I was trying to figure out an LCK team that's that's been this bad and there isn't one. Like period. Like you have to go back to the old tournament format where it was before it was a league format where you had basically challenger teams. Right. This team is very bad. They have okay players. They're they're just a bad team. They're not an LCK team. They're almost. I don't want to say they're they're like guaranteed going to get relegated because every time we say that, it doesn't happen. But this isn't as much about Jin Air as it is about Gen G because this is exactly the kind of spot where historically, and there's a lot of history of this, 
Gen G always clown around against t- bad teams in this situation. They always play down to their competition. They always play up to their competition. Uh, they had a situation. They had a similar situation last year where they kind of got on a roll in summer, and then they. I can't remember who it was too. It wasn't KT. It was uh, I think it was Barbecue Oliver's last year or BBQ, where they like just like won like two games in a row, like two series in a row against like the two top teams. It was like KT. I think it was KT and Kingzone or KT and I forget who it was at the time. They like beat the top two teams back to back, and then just like lost O two to Bar- like BBQ. Like, they, they do this kind of shit all the time, is the point I'm making. And it's a little bit out of malice, but at plus 631, I was expecting a little bit more. But, like, I'm going to put a quarter unit on the money line, and I'm putting, actually, a half unit on the plus 1.5 at plus 202. This is exactly the kind of spot where I think Gen G could just punt a game. And it's, it's it has nothing against Jin Air. It's Jin Air, obviously, very, very bad. The question you got to ask yourself, and we talked a lot about this last week, is... Where does value like where do you draw the line for value? Because technically, there's you, you talked about it. Kazakhstan winning the Asia Games is a value, right? So, really, you got to draw the line somewhere. I just think this is more a bet against Gen G being Gen G. Like this would be the like it would not surprise me at all to see Gen G lose this series. Like if like if if I tune in tomorrow and like I'm like for some reason not watching this right away and I like tune in and Gen G lost the first game, would not surprise me at all. So I'm I'm gonna put a light wager on Jinir. I think this is this is a spot. And I the other thing is, going into the summer split, we talked about how bad Jinir were gonna be, right? Earlier on the split, it was like within the first couple weeks, I actually said at some point, if if Jinir win a series, it's gonna be against Gen G. I didn't say it against like I ended up betting them against Hamwa both times, but I said beginning of the season, if they win, it'll be against Gen G. One because it's Gen G. And that's exactly the kind of thing that they would do. And two, just stylistically, it makes sense. Jin Air have been jumping out the leads on people, right? Yeah, it's true. They don't know what to do with the lead. Gen G give up leads all the time. They're pretty good at stabilizing and recovering from mistakes. So you look at it that way, and maybe you shouldn't bet Jin Air, but I think there's a reasonable chance that Jin Air snowball with something wild here. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, it's more a bet. It's more a bet against Gen G than it is a bet for Jin Air. So yeah, six thirty one's big number too. Yeah, it's, like, it's really hard to almost ever fault somebody for taking six thirty one. It's yeah. only it's really hard to ever fault it. And Gen, like I think Gen G are in that top. I think Gen G are the seventh best team in the LCK. Like I think the thing, and, but we've been grouping the LCK as like the top seven and the bottom three, right? And I think there's a clear difference between those two, but they're still not that great of team, if you ask me. Like they've been playing really, really well recently, but. They still have very exploitable weaknesses. They're very linear still. It's like it's a side note from what we're talking about. But have you had? Did you happen to see? Like, have you looked at KT's record recently? Like, like their their streak of games. Mm, not. not I'm trying to find right it now. exactly right now, but I was like shocked because of the, the picture I had in my mind of KT and like who they were. They've lost like ten of their last eleven matches yeah. and won like one game in like one or two of the matches like they're they're way worse than like in my mind i was like yeah they're they're clearly better than Jin Air and hanwha but like we're not like yeah like their record is like really bad <laughs> i mean they smashed hanwha this morning so i think yeah, i think they do that. well i mean they didn't smash them in game two they they could have lost game two but they they won in 20 like 23 minutes in the first game this morning so like 
The thing is, like, I, they beat- know, like I, I watched the losses pile up one by one as they were happening. I was like, oh, yeah, KT lost. Oh, yeah, KT lost. But I hadn't, like, gone yeah. back and looked at, like, the, the overall picture of it all. Yeah. And they've I, they've I won six games in their last ten series. Yeah. Six games in their last ten best of threes. Mm-hmm. They're very bad. It's, I, I don't think they're Jin era bad, but, it, yeah, I don't know. Next game up, because we always talk about Jin Air. God damn it. <laughs> too much. Too God much damn it. We keep getting baited by Jin Air. Uh, I'm going to be on Jin Air, though, and this is this is the last time I'm betting them this season, I think. so. Unless they just look revolutionary or some shit. But Next game is a really good one. So we have SKT minus 270 against Afrika plus 195. The SKT minus 1.5 is at plus 108. I banked in on Afrika beating Damwon the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. That was, banked in on that. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I was on the damn one side, but I said, I said when it was happening, I was just like, I, I didn't have a lot of exposure on that. It was a little bit, I think. So I'm misremembering. I had a lot of exposure on damn one, I think. But uh, Afrika are uh, another one of these like mid like mid tier like that are clearly better than the bottom tier. Like Afrika look really good right now. They look like they did at the beginning of the season when I was hyping them as like a world's contender. Afrika's maybe in the entire world. For me, like the team that is most capable of beating teams better than them and losing to teams worse than them. Yeah. Like they're like maybe the most their vitality. Bearing. Yeah, like I was trying to think in all the leagues if there's anybody else that I think like would have no problem seeing them win a legitimate match against the number one seed and would have no problem seeing them lose a match against like the nine Junior. or ten. <laughs> and like I think Afrika might be like the most variant team in the entire world. They might be. I, I think like Afrika Maybe like JDG's got to be in that ballpark somewhere, just because of the way they are. Gen G for different reasons, I think. But Afrika are weird because, as variant as they are, they're not necessarily a high risk team. They just have really high highs and really high lows. Like you can you can be that kind of team without. But like they're not even inconsistent either. That's what's so weird about this team is like they're a very very good up tempo team. They're very all in on that strategy. And sometimes, like, there are very good up-tempo teams that just get stalled out on, they lose games. That's what happens a lot of time with this team, where it's not necessarily a fault, but it's also what allows them to punch up, because they're exceptional at it. They're very, very good at that. And they have excellent solo lane players, so, you know, you get, if you get the, if you get Keen a lead, you're probably going to win that game. There's very few games where Keen gets a lead that he's going to, he's going to lose it, right? So... It's kind of like the Shy with Invictus. It's the same kind of idea. Or you give the Shy a rookie a lead. It's Afrika are built in very much the same way, and they play. I wouldn't say it's the same style, but they play in a way that that allows them to punch up. Invictus doesn't have to punch up because they're that good. Afrika kind of do, right? Yeah. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Like that being said, I made this my pick of the week. SKT yeah. minus 1.5. Yeah, I, I bet the SKT minus 1.5. Not for a lot, but I already did. I think the line is, like, this is the best line you're going to get in this spot because Afrika just beat Damwon. But this is another one of those spots where, like, SKT is not as variant as Damwon is. And SKT usually will beat teams that are worse than them. And, and I like SKT to win 2-0. And plus odds seems too good to pass yeah. up. I, I, also, I also think that SKT have been really really well-rounded recently like i know i know they've had a fairly easy schedule you know when they went on like part of that win streak they were on was they were playing against a lot of the bottom teams but 
SKT have shown a little bit of everything, and I mean, dead serious, SKT look like a world like they look like they got mm-hmm. a world championship right now. Like the way they're playing, like they look like SK Telecom, like the nightmare, like the the boogeyman. You know, like they look like the SK Telecom boogeyman right now. And I agree with you. I, I don't. Th- it, it, this is a weird spot. I, I've talked a lot about this like this week because the LCK is in an interesting spot because that top seven teams, legitimately, any one of them can beat anybody. I the agree. Thing with that. is. I think you got to kind of play the percents a little because I think the actual top four teams, I think like, I think like SKT Griffin King zone and Damwon notice. I'm not including sandbox in that. Like, and then like, I think there's a difference between those four and then like sandbox, uh, Gen G and Afrika. And it's something it's, it's partially to do with consistency, partially to do with players, partially to do with play style, right? Uh, different ones for each one of them. But like neither, none of them are out of range. So like if you're strictly value betting this, I actually still, I still think even with the win today, I still think Afrika or yesterday rather, I still think Afrika is the play. Like as a value player, the problem, and I said going into like the like this week, like for the rest of the LCK split, I was probably just going to be value betting it. But there's been a lot of cases this week where I like look at it and I'm like, okay, the the value is in the uh, who was it against Griffin yesterday. Uh, I was like, Griffin was not a value sandbox. pick. Yeah, it was Sandbox. Like, Gr- Sandbox was the value pick there, but I couldn't honestly look myself in the eye and tell me that San- like that Griffin was like wasn't going to win that game. Like Griffin would definitely Sandbox win is that. Sandbox is mirroring Spring. Like, yeah, they go on a run and they look like they might be one of the best teams, and then they just start losing every series. Like teams figure them out, figure out how they're playing. They can't adapt to it very well, and then they just go on a huge losing streak. And they're doing the same thing right now. I think sandbox is sandbox and Afrika are very similar to me, even though they don't play the same way because they're they're built and like I think philosophically they're the same. Like they both are teams that have exceptional players that can break situations up. But they also have very exploitable and obvious weaknesses. Gen G is in this is the reason I have those two in Gen G in their own camp, like below the bottom four teams, is because they have very obvious, very exploitable weaknesses. But they're not so like they're te- they're a good enough team with good enough players that they can overcome those sometimes. Like we saw Afrika doing that. Afrika's in the process of basically learning over the course of the past like the second half of the season. Senin, you got to figure some other stuff out. So they added the Gragas pick, and now that's another pick. And like really, he only needs like one more thing. They're going to be linear. You know, he's going to play and engage your tanky support, but. They have they have good enough players to overcome that. Fun Plus do a lot of the same thing where like. There's some things that Doimbley's just never going to play. Like, Doimbley's, he's rarely ever going to play, like, a con- more controlled style. It's just not what they do, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean, and even if that becomes the optimal style, it doesn't mean that Fun Plus is going to be a bad team because they're good enough at their one thing and they have good enough players to overcome that, right? That's kind of how I'm treating Genji, Afrika, and Sandbox, right? Where they have obvious weaknesses, but they, they can overcome them. So, getting back to this game, it's kind of challenging because there's been a lot of spots this week where... Yeah, there's value in one thing, but I can't honestly look myself in the mirror and say, uh, you know, I can't look myself in the mirror and say Afrika are going to win this game. Yeah. They probably do win this series more than plus 195, like plus 195, you know, translate that to a percent, right? But I'm I'm going to be on, I, I'm light on SKT minus 1.5. I'm not betting the money line on this, and I'm probably going to include the SKT money line in some parlays. So that's how I'm approaching this game, like light exposure, except for just larger parlays for SKT's money line. Um, 
Sunday we have Damwon minus six twenty five against Hanwha Life plus three eighty. The Damwon minus one point five is at minus one seventy five. So Hanwha have looked better, but then they've looked bad. And then Damwon, I, I think I think this is just Damwon minus one point five. Yeah, it's Damwon minus one point five. Like already I already it. Like I know they're they're inconsistent just like by their nature and how they carry themselves. They don't carry themselves like a top LCK team, but they're they're worlds better than Hamwa Life. Like worlds yeah, minus one seventy five is not not too much to pay at all no. for this. And um, like even I, if I I'm going to be heavy on this and I won't feel bad if I lose. Like I mean, it's it's right. Like I agree. Like I think Damwon Damwon probably win nine out of ten games against against Hamwa Life. Probably nine and a half. Yeah, I think it's a really high number. I don't have any problem, but laying minus one seventy five. Yeah, so sandbox minus one nineteen, king zone minus one eleven. Sandbox slight favorites. I like king zone here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be really heavy on king zone here. Actually, um, like I said, I think sandbox is in the middle of their losing streak, yeah. and I, I expect king zone. King Zone has the right kind of players and coaches to be one of the better teams at exploiting a team that's been figured out. So this is a I'm going to read these new lines because this line. Okay. So uh, it's now King Zone minus 130, Sandbox minus 103. The King Zone minus 1.5 is at plus 196. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think King Zone minus 1.5 is is the best. I was actually going to say when they were the underdog, especially I was going to say to have a look and see what that minus 1.5 mm-hmm. was going to be. I talked a little bit last week, and I know somebody sent me a positive message on Twitter about it. About how, like, if if you think a team is better, you should definitely be looking at their minus one point fives in a best of three, mm-hmm. because just because two teams are close doesn't mean that the series is going to be two one. Exactly. If you think that one team is better, then in theory that team, in theory that team should win every game that they play against the other team because they're better. Mm-hmm. So if you think they're better, they should win game one, and if you think they're better, they should win game two. Like, and, and that's not always how it goes, but. Like you should really be looking at your minus one point fives if you think one team is like you always should think one team is better, which means you should be looking at those minus one point fives, figuring out how they stack up against just the money line. And a lot of times, if the if the variance there is pretty big, I like the minus one point five a lot more than the money lines. Yeah, I know. I pick my spots with over two and a half, like over two and a half maps, and usually I reserve over two and a half for series that I think are going to be back and forth for different reasons than the teams being close. Yeah, like mo- I would say, ninety percent of the time that I bet the over two point five, it's not because I think it's going to be a good match between two good teams. Because honestly, most of the time, a good match between two good teams is going to end in a two zero just as often as it does. I mean, the math, yeah, the math, I mean, and the evidence will tell you that. Like, think about like SKT versus Griffin, like two best teams in the yeah. LCK. It was a three zero for SKT in the finals. Yeah. Like, and then that kind of stuff happens all the time. Sometimes it's just the day. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Like, sometimes it could just be three close games that happen to be a three zero. Yeah, one team. What what happens a lot of times is it goes two zero because one team had a thought for how to win this match, like draft wise, and either it works or it doesn't work. And usually they'll try something similar again in game two if it doesn't work. So if it works or it doesn't work, they might run it twice. The other team either will have the answer or not have the answer both times. Yeah, I, I like to call this the LK, the LCK special, and it's why I tend to. It's one of the reasons. There's a lot of reasons. It's one of the reasons I bet minus one point five is in the LCK like way more often than other regions is. That exact reason, where it's like the LCK special is there so many times where it's a close two zero, one way or the yeah. other. Like just I, I, part of it's just the way the LCK teams play. Uh, part of it is I'm more willing to bet minus one point five because the LCK teams tend to be very more like a lot more consistent in how they play, so they're a lot more predictable. But 
I, there's a lot more series that are two O's that are very close two O's in the LCK than I think in any other region. Like in the LPL, the two O's are usually like you know stomps one way or the other. <laughs> so uh, I'm probably going to be on the Kingzone minus one point five just because I think the value is going to think Kingzone is a better team. But again, again, th- here's the thing, right? Like if this was Sandbox plus one twenty, all of a sudden I'm probably on Sandbox just because. Like, I think, again, like, I think these teams are all capable of punching. Like, they're all good. They can all beat each other. That's what's so interesting about the LCK right now is, like, Sandbox are one of these teams like a freak where they have a very obvious exploitable weakness that sometimes it doesn't matter because Dove just pops off or on fleek's a monster or Summit's a monster, you know? Like, they just have good enough players and they they are versatile enough that they can, you know, overcome certain things. So... Yeah, I'm gonna be on King Zone there though, just because I I think King Zone's a better team, and I'm willing to bet the two zero. Uh, LPL, we have. <laughs> I already, I wrote on this one too. We have Dominus minus three hundred three against OMG plus two sixteen. The Dominus minus one point five is at minus one hundred nine. I have two. To me, there's two ways you bet this match. You're either in on Dominus stomping, and this is the new Dominus that probably should have did this months ago, or and they would have been a playoff team. Or you look at this and say, like, that's just too much value for OMG, even though they've been pretty terrible recently. Yeah, OMG for me is like an exact mirror of what I was saying earlier about KT. The same thing happened to me with OMG. Every match, like, they would lose, and I'd be like, well, you know, they put up, like, a bit of a fight, and, like, OMG's pretty solid, and then you go look at their record. They got some players. Yeah, like in their last six matches, they're like zero and six with one game win or something like that. Like they're just getting stomped, and like they're one of those teams where they kept losing, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, yeah, they're it's fair that they would lose the game. It's fair that they would lose one, but they're you know they're they're still solid. But I, yeah, I think for me, it's the Dominus one minus one point five for me. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the OMG money line, and I'm on so I'm half unit on the OMG money line and, pl- and two units on the plus one point five, which is a little heavier than I usually do in this spot. Uh, a couple reasons. Uh, one, I do think this. You need to treat this Dominus team as a new team because they are like they're a new team. They look better. They look revitalized. It, this is very, very similar to the Hundred Thieves situation, except Dominus is almost definitely not making playoffs, whereas Hundred Thieves have a chance to. But you need to treat this team like Hundred Thieves, where it's a new team, but they've dug themselves a hole that they can't get out of now. So. If you had to like power rank the LPL right now, Dominus is probably like eight, nine, ten range. Maybe they're probably, probably on the lower end. Like their their new roster is three and one. All of their wins are two one, and the three teams they've beaten are Vici, Rogue Warriors, and JDG. Yeah, bad. Teams. So like nobody, yeah, nobody exciting, and they won all those matches two one. So I, I think they'd be on the low end of that bracket for me, like tenth or again, 11. just like Hundred Thieves. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, very right. And that's what I'm saying. Like hundred thieves, they would for a while. Their only four wins were against FlyQuest and Echo Fox. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> just saying. I'm on the OMG plus one point five here, just because I think Dominus is the better team. I just don't think it's by this much. And I like, and I'm in on Dominus's new new lineup. I think they look good. I think they look rejuvenated. Like they're you might have turned fresh. me around a little bit here, but like I so. Would- this I is, I think this is overreaction in both ways, right? Like, and this is hype that Dominus's new team looks good, but they've been beating on bad teams. Now, OMG is a bad team. Especially the fact that they've won their matches 2-1. Two two to to one. One. Yeah. A- yeah, against Vici, exactly. against, yeah, against Vici, against Rogue Warriors, 
And as JD bad as OMG has been, right now. you got to think that they can get a game. Like, I, like I think the odds of them getting a game are better than minus one twenty three. Like, I think there's yeah, the a better plus one point five is starting to feel real good. That's what, like so normally this is the kind of spot where I'll be like a quarter unit money line, half unit one point five, or half unit money line one unit plus one point five. I'm half a unit money line two units plus one point five here. This is one of those few spots where like I'm really banking on the third like the third game or an OMG outright win, right? Yeah, I think you've turned me around a little bit on this one. Like, I think I do like the OMG. I also just think but that they could also just win the series. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think like Curse and Icon, like this Curse and Icon could steal this game like by themselves, like steal a game by themselves, either one of them. And as, as, as frustratingly bad as OMG have been and disappointing compared to our expectations of. Like, all season long, we've been preaching, okay, this seems better than their record, better than their record, better than their record. And they keep losing, they keep losing, they keep losing. And it, it felt like we all finally jumped off the ship last week. And we're like, all right, I'm done with this team. Like, I, I, I quit. I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm tired of being held up. I'm just going to let myself drown here, right? That's. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think these are, there's a lot of situations like this where you – I don't want to say you cut bait too early, but I think this is a little bit too much of an overreaction. I'm going to be on OMG for it. Well, one weird thing I want to mention about OMG that's just like so weird is their like how they've been performing this season is pretty much cut into what jungler they're playing, but they just keep playing the ones that lose. I don't understand. Like when they were looking really good, it was Penguin, dude. I don't know. They just like like not Penguin. I don't know what's going on with them. They're like not infuriating. Even if we lose like ten series in a row with the other guys, like Penguins out, like I just, I don't know what's going on. If there's a discipline issue or like the players not getting along, or well, Dude. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why do they? Why are they taking out the guy that's like doing all the work for them? Here's the thing, right? And you know me because you and I are on d- different ends of the spectrum with this argument about like the the scrims and and research and data and all that versus like results, right? Mm. We we usually you and I have this conversation about like a champion pick that we don't agree on, right? Yeah. Lucian or Ezreal or what have you, right? Like it's usually that kind of argument, right? Fucking lethality Varus, <laughs> garbage that no one should ever be playing. Lethality Varus. I play that game, ahead. so it's okay, one yeah. of my well, you're trash too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Go, go ahead. So, so I think this is a spot where like we would normally have that conversation, and I'd be like, well. Maybe World 6 is performing better in scrims, John, and we don't get to know that because we don't get to be a fly on the wall, and we can't assume that everybody knows everything because that's normally my argument, right, in those cases, and I really do feel that way. I do. In this case, it is so abundantly clear that I have no idea what they're doing, and I'm totally on your side. Like, I'm totally on your side for this. I, it's it's It blows my mind, I, and it makes me think that there's, like, a discipline or an attitude problem. Yeah, that, that, that feels like what it has to be, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe I'm it is just bad management? Was. Like, I mean, OMG have not been a good team for many years. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a true. reason for that. It's not just luck, right? Yeah, I, I'm waiting to hear what the answer is, but... And then on the other end of this is, like, how much... Like, World 6 can't be worse than he's been. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm in on... I'm betting OMG plus 1.5. That's all you need to know here. Uh... Next up, we have a good one. RNG minus 208 against TOP, plus 153. Then RNG minus 1.5 is at plus 134. This is another so, one of those spots, man, where, like, the value is in TOP. And I think the T- – so I'll ask you this as a preface for this thing. I actually think TOP are making a reasonable argument to either be in their own tier just below the elite teams or have pushed up into that. Because I, I think TOP are better than EDG. And I, think, I didn't think that for a while. 
Yeah, I think they're better than EDG, but I think that neither one of those is in the elite squad. Like, I think so the elite think it's the top squad three, is and then those two, FBX, and then everybody else. FBX, RNG, IG in their own tier. But I have a weird situation. Have you ever had this happen before? It's kind of a little bit side tangent, but have it. you ever heard of the uh, the Shazam? The or is it Kazam or Shazam? The, the Shazam effect, where like. All the people my age, roughly my age, all remember a movie coming out oh, when we were yeah, young okay. that had Sinbad in it. It was called Shazam, and he was a genie. Yeah, We all remember this movie, but this movie doesn't exist. Like, you just ask somebody that's my age if they remember the movie Shazam with, with Sinbad being a genie, and we all remember it, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> and it's, it's, like a, it's the same with the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, <laughs> Berenstain Bears. Everyone remembers it being the Berenstain Bears, but it's not spelled that way. It's spelled Berenstain Bears. Correct. But in any case, I swear to God, Top beat RNG two zero this split. Like, I don't <laughs> what happened? Like when I when I saw this matchup, I was like, Why are they playing? Like, T-O-P why are they playing again? Like Top one two zero, and I like had to scour everything because I legitimately thought there was like a misclick on DraftKings or something. So I was like, Nah, this match happened. I remember it. Zero. And so, like, may- maybe I was remembering spring or something, but uh, in any case, just a funny side story because I spent like literally forty-five minutes being like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> top won this matchup two-zero." That's but awesome. I think RNG's going to win. So to, all right. to, to go off of that, this is another spot where, again, like, you kind of have to ignore value because, like, I, I feel fairly strongly that RNG is going to win this series. I don't know how. It wouldn't. I feel strongly that RNG is going to win this series, but it also wouldn't surprise me if T.O.P. won it either, because, like, T.O.P.'s a good team. One thing I'll say that I kind of love about T.O.P., and honestly, I can't even tell you if the stats support this. I can only tell you that it's been my history with, with T.O.P. that supported this. They are an 0-2 or 2-0 team, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. I don't remember T.O.P., like, almost any series where I bet they're minus 1.5 or their plus 1.5 or whatever, and had them and had it be a 2-1 series. Like, I feel like this is a 2-0 team, one way or another. So I feel like this is a pretty good spot to bet the RNG 2-0, yeah. the RNG minus 1.5. I feel like either top is better than you or they're not, and the game just ends up the way that it's supposed to be. Like, if they're better than you, they beat you 2-0, and if, if they're not, they lose 2-0. I think I think TOP and EDG are both kind of... Well, EDG's a little slop... I, I think a little sloppier than TOP is. Like, TOP is... You're right. They're t- they literally have two game, three games. They have three series this season that went to three games. Yeah, they, they, they're just. It seems like they're always a two zero or a two team. Like they, they beat. Top have won every single series except against. They got o two by Suning, and they lost one two to Invictus. And that was, I think, the Invictus that like just got back together after Rift Rivals. I mean, that's what I mean is I think they're gonna they're gonna beat every team that's below them basically yeah. and they're gonna lose to the teams ahead of them. Like I think they'll lose when they play FPX and they'll and they'll lose to RNG and then they'll beat everybody else. Like TOP to me is like a they're a exactly they're exactly what I mean when I say like a tier one point five team in any yeah. region. Like I, I always say like Cloud Nine is like the NA version of this, but Cloud Nine are not like this at all because Cloud Nine will just punt games to bad teams all the time. TOP yeah. aren't gonna do that, right? I really feel like that's who they are. Like they're the team that beats everybody worse than them and loses to everybody better than they them. They lost to Invictus when Balan got back, but they played rookie was still out. The Sooning one is a little mysterious, but Sooning look pretty good right now, though. So maybe it's uh, I'm not I'm not ready to jump. Oh, in. we I'm got not, him yesterday, not, by the way. I'm Get Sooning 
get Sonning in your DFS lineups because you can get him because Angel's playing mid. Yeah. And everyone keeps taking Maple and I keep taking Angel and it's money. So just take yep. it take Angel. I took Angel captain yesterday and I beat all the people that had yeah, my Angel's, lineup. Angel's played some top lane this year too. Like he's... Yo, I mean he was like they basically were having him start as like they were messing around with him in the top lane, but he's been playing mid. Yeah, he's been the mid laner. And there were so many people yesterday that had exactly my lineup but with Maple captain. And I had and, free wins. And, uh, Just eliminate, yep, you, you know, you can get them, baby. All of your competition. But okay, yeah. <sighs> yeah. This was the game that Top tried the Volibear support, and it's just so not them. You got to remember that too. Like oh, they yeah. tried. Oh, this is yeah. They tried the Volibear support with the sub support. Like they tried the Volibear support with QQ or Chocho or whatever they're called. I think it was Chocho. Yeah, Chocho. Yeah. Like they were, they they tried the volley support with him, and he very, very clearly did not know how to play the champion. And then I think they just like kind of. As far as I'm concerned, that game. ruined the competitive integrity of. You oh. know, <laughs> That's the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> For the competitive integrity. All right, so I was gonna go with Fiesta Edge. I think. That's yeah, I like Fiesta Edge. Fiesta too, Edge. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the RNG minus one point five. So I think. I, I think I think RNG 2-0 is the most likely outcome, and that makes me think that I should probably bet, because you're getting plus 34 on that, which is pretty good if you think that's the... Like, if you think that's the most likely outcome... And I actually think it's the most likely outcome. I do. And I, like, I'm not saying that RNG or World is better than TOP at all, because I don't think they're that much better, but I think they're enough better that it wouldn't... And again, like we've talked about, like TOP... Have had trouble with the teams that are better than them. Like they just yeah, they have they, a hard time punching up. Yeah, and like it's not to say that they can't. They just haven't. So, like I'm trying to think. Like they haven't beat. Who's the? They have not beaten a team better than them this season. Invictus they lost to with Forge playing. This will be this. This will be RNG, and they haven't played against uh, Fun Plus. So. This is going to be the second game we get to see them against a team that we can say is like definitively better than them. So I, I do think RNG win this one, and I'm probably going to be on the minus one point five. I'm just not going to be as heavy duty as I think some people are because I have a lot of respect for DOP. Like I think they're really good. Yeah, I do think they're a very good team. Um, Sunday we have Invictus minus two fifty, Billy Billy plus one eighty two. The Invictus minus one point five is at plus one fifteen. So Dude. let me start off with this one. So. <laughs> When you have two teams that I think vary in quality at the level that these two teams vary, and I do like BLG, but when you have two teams that vary in quality like this, I'd be very inclined to take a minus 1.5 at plus 115. But I will not take an Invictus game. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Dude. I won't do it. I have not done it for I don't know, like six months. It's like a rehab program. Like Dude, I, go I think to, like, the I think the books Red Better's Anonymous. So I, <laughs> I won't do it anymore. I think the books like literally they like make this and be like that guy. That guy's gonna look at this and be tempted. Maybe like drug dealers, man. <laughs> like this, is, like he's gonna want this so bad. I I can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I can't, just do, can't it. do it. Like I know I it's the mo- the thing is like I know it's the most likely outcome too. I just can't do it. Invictus clown around way too much, man. Like they just have always lost games to everybody. Like Invictus versus Vici, I won't bet the minus one point five. Like they just will throw a game to anybody. They don't. They yeah, like. they're agnostic to it. Like they don't care who you are. <laughs> like they just don't care. Like I'm trying to think of. 
right, let me let me let me do this real fast because yeah, look look at some Invictus two ones over the course of the season, like series they ready? ready? I'm gonna read their matches off in order chronologically, starting from the beginning of the season. Two one against Dominus. To be fair, remember the substitutions and the rookie being yeah. out and all that. Two one against Dominus. O two against LNG. One two against Victory Five. <laughs> Victory Five did look at the beginning of the season. Two one against EDG. Two one against TFB. Two one against Sooning. Zero two against JDG. What is this team? Two one against OMG. Two one against Vici. OMG and Vici back to back. OMG and Vici, like... they dropped games to both of them, and then they beat Fun Plus. Like this team, <laughs> this goddamn team. Do they not have a two zero win all season? They have. They do not have a two zero win all season. They have yeah, they two separate two zero losses. You just cannot ever bet their minus. They love one. playing League of Legends. Apparently, <laughs> they love it because they, they, they do not even want to have short series. <laughs> So yeah, I, is I this the time it happens though? Like this is gonna be the time it happens. Oh, but, it probably will be. I it mean, will yeah. be, but I don't. I don't. I'm not. Because Billy Billy are like good enough. Ah, uh, no, just stay away. This is a disaster. They there you go. We just read it off. We just read it off. IGF played five. They've played eleven series and have not won a two zero this season. They've lost two zero twice. And I could go Maybe back into the space on the BLG two zero. What's that at? Plus six hundred. BLG two zero. BLG two zero. BLG two zero is. Oh wait, Sunday. BLG two zero is plus three fifty five. Oh, I don't know if that's high enough. <laughs> if it was like plus six hundred. Maybe you can see. I mean, like here's the thing: like Invictus do this thing. They do it every year where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Like we just got to get in. Like a lot of times at the number one seed because they win all their series, they just lose games like crazy, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, we'll be you know sixteen and two. You know, lost a game in every single one of those sixteen game wins, but you know we got there, so whatever. Got the number one seed. Invictus. Now here's the thing, right? Like Invictus and Billy Billy have the same record right now. Yeah, I mean, like, I they have, have the same match record. record. Admittedly, IG lost their games at the beginning of the season when their roster was flexing yeah. around and stuff. Since they got their real roster back, they've lost one series. It was yeah. yesterday, or it was the day before against Team WE, which we were all over, by the way. Um, just stay away from this one, man. Yeah, I mean, I actually I don't hate the Invictus money line. Like I, I, they're, I think they're I think they're like three minus three hundred or more better than Billy Billy. Yeah, my yeah, the money line for Invictus isn't bad, minus two fifty. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to pay that. I actually like I think, uh, just because like Billy Billy again, like they have the players too, but they don't. They're another like they don't punch up as well. Yeah, like they're gonna be clearly better than the bad teams just because of the way they play and that they have good enough players to do that. But Invictus have ridiculous players. Uh, speaking of that, okay, I love this one though. Last match of the day. So Team WE. Minus two fifty against LGD plus one eighty. The team WE minus one point five is at plus one seventeen. I'm interested which part of this that you like. Give me that WE two oh man. Give me the WE two zero. I mean I think LGD's really bad. I do but too. WE is like is like Invictus gaming light. Like they're like they're, bad Invictus. <laughs> but they don't play the same way. They're just I That's agree true. with you. They have a lot of like so WE they two O Vici. They beat Invictus, we just talked about. They lost to Billy Billy. They 2-1 Dominus, 2-1 JDG. They 2-0 to EDG. 
1-2 Top Sports, 1-2 LNG, 0-2 Fun Plus, 0-2 Suiting, 1-2 OMG. So, they lost to OMG. It's a bad team. They punted a game to Dominus, but it's like New Dominus, and they punted a game to JDG. We'll make sure that was New Dominus. Hold that. that might have been the last game Chang'an played. It was the last game Chang'an played. So that was Old Dominus. They lost the game to Old Dominus. But they also just they also just handedly took care of Ichi. Yeah, LGD's pretty bad. You might turn me around. I, I was going to say no bet, but you this, could maybe go with the W. This looks like a spot where it's like, okay, you should probably not bet this because this is a classic, like, bait bet, right? Where it's like they're giving you, like, kind of juicy odds, but I think these odds are, like, juicy enough, you know? like I think I might end up passing, but I'm not going to blame you for the, for the minus one point. WE look really good right now, too. Like, I... I'm slowly but surely starting to think that WE might be, like, taking the spot of, like, where Billy Billy was at, where it's, like, they're, like, the sixth or seventh team. Like, they're the gate. They're, like, the best team that's not, like, the Elite Five. Like, I still think it's probably... it's. I know LNG have fallen off, but I think it's probably either LNG or WE or Billy Billy. Like, I think the three of those teams... Well yeah, Sooning, too. I think, like, I think those four are the teams that are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Like, the three, the three playoff spots. Like I don't think any uh, JDG is dead to me. Like they're done. Yeah, I think JDG's out for sure. Um, I think those are the four teams that are going to be fighting for those other three playoff spots. And we don't have any of the nonsense with the two conferences like we did last year, where you're going to have some bad teams get into playoffs because they have a weaker conference or whatever. Like it's actually just a full sixteen now. So it's like, I think we're actually going to get probably. I think if Sooning didn't Sooning. I, I can't stand that team, to be honest with you, and, like, they frustrate me, but they've been playing well. They've been, like, quietly putting work in, like, taking care of business, doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, they have a couple spike victories. Like, yeah, Sooning, I, think we'll, I think we'll see Stooning in the playoffs. Yeah, Stooning's going to make playoffs. So, like, if you had to pick right now which of these four teams isn't going to make playoffs, and is there going to be a drop-off, or is it just because the four of them are good and only three of them can make it? Like, I think these four teams are a cut above the rest of the league. BLG and Stooning, I think, should both make it. And then it's up to WE and LNG. Like, is LNG going to crash all the way down? Man, that that one's tough, WE and LNG. So right now, so WE is 5-7 and seven right now, and LNG is 6-6. Six and six. Uh, and they, have enough, they have enough games left to play. Yeah, Sooning and Billy Billy are 7-4 so. and four each. I think those two teams make it for sure. And then it's it's a question of those of the other two. So it's WE, WE and, uh, and LNG. LNG. Like I think WE looked like a better like and, and I have respect for LNG because like I, I while I called that they would fall down to earth a little bit I still think they are they impressed me more than I thought they would going into this season and they still are like I think they're a better team I I was just dead wrong on them I thought they were going to be a bad bad team I thought they were going to rebrand and it was just going to be the same old shit with a new label on it right I do same think WE is probably the last the last one I think WE is better than LNG yeah so. Are they good enough to t- like? Are they good enough to two O LGD? Because like LGD have had, they're like a weird team too, where they've had just like random spike performances, and WE's like still got this insane roster where they're like all over the place. Let me see what LNG- LGD's they're, done recently. Uh, like screw WE by the way for taking out Pause the other day. Uh huh. <laughs> I said this in my other my other podcast. But that was one of the most stressful slates for me for building my lineup that I've had in a long-ass time. And I took, like, a, what I consider to be, like, a very big risk on how I played that lineup. And I ended up losing. It was you the got it right. But... It was the difference between 
zero dollars cashed and three thousand dollars cash was <laughs> was literally was literally three minions. I lost by point one two points. That's insane to a lineup that like hundreds of people were on. So like in every tournament, if you lose to that lineup, there's like five or six people to just knock you out of the money. Yeah. And so, yeah, the difference between zero and 3,000 was 0.12 points, and I had POS in my lineup. So if they just didn't sub POS out, oh, I just would have stomped everything. Yeah, you just would have had it. And I, yeah, I I played the lineup that way because I was worried about a substitution on another team. And so I built my lineup in a way to avoid a substitution that I thought was possible. And then I got subbed on in in an (laughs) unforeseeable substitution. So, yes, I'm very tilted about that, but yeah, go ahead. So. LGD doing the Bademan thing. Uh, haven't won. They've lost six series in a row. Their last series win was against OMG 2 0. They've yeah. taken games against Fun Plus, taken games against EDG, take, and they took a game off Rogue Warriors. But, like, this team has a ridiculous roster. They're constantly changing shit. I, I never know. Like, you got Gar- you got the whole Garvey and Bademan thing now. Like,. Yeah, you might turn me around on the minus 1.5 for WE there. I'm going like, to have to... WE are, that. like, in the eye of the storm right now. They're playing well. They have to win. Like, they're still in... Because their record's not good enough that they got... they Like, they dug a hole, too. Like, they got to yeah. keep winning. They're not going to take this series off. It's just a matter of, like, how good do you think... L- is LGD good enough to take a game? Like, because I think the way WE play is not... A, it's not, like, a high-risk style. Like, Beishong... is a little aggressive... A lot of aggressive, really, but the rest of this team isn't. So it actually kind of works. It's kind of like the Peanut Gen G thing, where <laughs> yeah, like sometimes he's the fire starter that team needs, and other times he kind of looks like a jackass. But the other team can bail him out, or the rest of the team can bail him out. I- I'm going to be on the WE two like two O here. I think LGD is really bad, and they don't know what they're doing right now. And the thing is, like, I don't even know how many of these people on LGD are even like quote unquote like playing for a job, like you sometimes see. Yeah. Like sometimes you see when a team's done and they're putting all these guys in trying to figure out what's going for next season. Like a lot of these guys are retreads; they're not new. Yeah, like some of them are, but like, oh, Babyman hasn't done—he hasn't done shit for me. Like I don't think he's very good. <laughs> Garvey, I don't know; we haven't seen enough. Like uh, this team sucks. Like, <laughs> like they put like RDs playing all over the place now too. Like I, I almost feel bad because like I know I know Kramer's good. And I know Kramer's going to want to go back to the LCK after this season. <laughs> yeah, too. But, like, I know Kramer's good. I know Yuki's good. Yuki hasn't even been that good this season, though. No, he hasn't been that good this season, so, but like, I think he's a pretty good player. I just, I don't they know. Need some, they, need, they need to figure out a solid lineup for spring next split, not switch it around a bunch. I agree. Try to build something up. I just think, like, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm betting consistency. I'm going to take the plus odds on WE. Like, it seems good to me. I, like, talked myself into it even more. I was already pretty heavy on it, so. Yeah, you've talked me that way, so. Um, okay. Picks uh, of the week. Pick of the week, and then we'll get out of here. So, I'm going to figure mine out, because I didn't yet. <laughs> and then you can read Calvin and yours. Or read okay. Yours. Do yours I first. Got, here's the, the three that are in this week <clears throat> from the other me and the other analysts. Um, I've gone with SK Telecom minus 1.5 at plus 108. Uh, Chris has gone with the Royal Never Give Up minus 1.5 at plus 134. I like that one. And Calvin has gone with OMG plus 216 against DMO. Um, I like that one as well. So I actually like pretty much all the analyst picks. And then Vince. Oh, I'm, I'm going. Go ahead, Vince. So I was going to do 
I was gonna do um, King Zone, King Zone money line, but I'm I've talked enough about this WWE match. So I actually think I like that one more than King Zone because I have more respect for Sandbox than I do LGD. So <laughs> I have more respect for Sandbox to win that series than I do for LGD to win a game. That makes sense. So that's like how I'm comparing the two. So I'm gonna bet uh, Team WWE. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm slamming my head into the brick wall of the, of the hype train, but I'm over it. I'm just going to crash through like the juggernaut, all right? Uh, what are our updated pick of the week stats? Team WWE, like? oh yeah, I'll check it out. So Team oh. WWE minus 1.5 at plus 117 is going to be my selection. Um, so updated pick of the week stats. We have, I am now at 12 and 9 for plus 4.01 units. I lost last week with the 100 Thieves against G- Golden Guardians. I picked the wrong game, as it turns out. Uh, John, you had RNG minus 1.5 against LNG at plus 109. Uh, I was all over that with you, like I tailed, but you, you beat me to it on the pick of the week. So uh, you're up to plus 1.94 units on the year. Chris had 100 Thieves, the correct 100 Thieves game, plus 170 against TSM. Chris is now so John, you're ten and nine on the year. Chris is now twelve and eight. He's plus nine point two six units. Chris is killing us. Uh, Calvin drops to three and sixteen. He lost on the Genera money line against Hamwa. I don't blame him. I was, I thought I was gonna do it. I'm glad I didn't because I ended up like wet blanketing taking the Hamwa two zero. And by the time push came to shove, so Calvin's down minus five point eight six units. So. As a cast, we are now 35 or 37, 42, and then if you want to count Zing's win, uh, 38 and 42 for a total of plus 9.35 units, 10.35 if you include Zing. So, doing pretty well on the year. Uh, and those are our picks of the week. I think uh, we've ran long enough. You ready to just get out of here? I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna skew a sign off this week. Uh, just because it's only two of us anyway, so we can't even pass the ball around. We will see you guys next week. Everybody have a good weekend, good luck, and enjoy the games this weekend. A lot of really high-quality games this weekend, so so really do sit down and enjoy. you got a lot of popcorn games. So everybody have a good weekend. I'm going to get this recorded, cut, edited, and get this out to you guys ASAP, hopefully within the next hour. I will see you guys next week, and good luck. See you next week. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.